Death is not a mystery. Not exactly. The people of Innistrad welcomed its inevitability, the idea of, of freedom and reprieve. But yet they feared that fall, that curtain keeping them apart as the rest drew close. And who can blame them, dear listener? It is not I who would proclaim to have no fear of what lies in my eternal slumber, be it dream or nightmare. But that realm must be peaceful, lest the geists not try so hard to grasp onto it. And those even whose bodies are raised by ghoul collars don't even see need to always return. The angels and demons play with the hearts and souls of the people. But we know better. We know how to be kind. We know how to be vicious. How to work for a life. How to earn our death. That's why mortality and morality falls to us. I can only hope we are fit for it. And dear listener, I can only hope you and our adventurers deserve it. Hi, Ernest. Welcome back to Curse of Innistrad. Uh, it's been a little bit of time, so forgive if anyone uh, seems a little bit weird where they are at the moment, but I think we've got it in line. Uh, so last time on Curse of Innistrad, after having uh, camped out in one of the towers outside the, uh, not exactly ruins, but decayed building. Oh, the line of ruins is a fine one at that. Uh, but the structure that was Heron's Light to hold. Uh, having spoken with uh, one of the undead of sorts that was in residence within. Uh, uh, Grimhild stayed outside watching, uh, keeping watch the rest of the night. The group experienced a very normal sleep. Uh, and then post that, after figuring out some circumstances of what they wanted to do during the next sunrise, they decided to pursue further inside, having been prompted by the uh, man, Dragomir, that there may be room for them to stay and that if they talk to a particular individual inside, they may be able to figure something out. Though he warned that Inside would be dangers and many who had gone a bit mad by this point. And after doing a bit of searching first around the outside, they encountered a angel's tomb that seemed to be mostly empty. And then when pursuing inside, they encountered, along with the grand architecture, a specter of sorts, a shadow that appeared to be an angel trailing feathers. After it flew about the room, it disappeared through the seams and cracks of the doors and walls. In more continued attempts to explore, they found themselves further inside the structure and stumbling across what seemed to be a chapel with three individuals praying in front of it. After engaging in, what I'd say, diplomacy? I'm not exactly sure what I'd consider it. It wasn't a conversation in the normal sense. Uh, it was found that they were quite decayed, undead individuals though seemingly spirit and body combined. They had gone to a quite mad state, though, and attacked the party on almost sight, giving almost a, only a slow trail before they approached them. Uh, a heated battle ensued. Uh, many wounds were dealt, but eventually the bodies of them crumbled, leaving their spirits with a whisper in the air. Uh, as they all fell apart, uh, you all moved up to the altar, scavenged what things you could find there, uh, in theory that it might be so, some sort of trick to use in the tomb. But after experimenting for a good 
30 minutes or so, there didn't seem to be any results. And I believe that's where we left off. In the not damp, more just dusty and chilly interior of this uh, mausoleum. Faustus looks at the altar with the what wet cotton on it in disappointment. It was dry wool, but they kept moving them around everywhere. <laughs> Raw wool, rather. And finally, so, just walk out. So with that embarrassment over, <laughs> it's not an embarrassment if we never speak of it again. As you go outside, Grove's like, "Are y'all done screwing around with that shit?" Over there, lying on the grass, like leaning up against the dog. Are we taking the stairs for the um, the the north doors? I have an idea. If you'll permit me a minute, oh. and uh, he'll head into the main room and uh, start and add, beckon for everyone to come to the bottom of the stairs with him. All right, I guess that's an option too, huh? The central foyer. Yeah. Yeah. The front stairs of Castle Canehurst. Feel free to move me over there. And I will begin casting a uh, Lehman's Tiny Hut. Okay. Um, I believe we had discussed that if everyone pressed together, there was just enough room. Oh, it's like 10 foot diameter, I think. Enough for everybody to come oh, yeah, certainly stand then. around. Sure. I mean, the radius. Yeah, I think um, it's 10 foot radius. Let's see. Yeah, that, that should be fine if it's 10 foot radius. So as you all move together into the middle of here... Um, you step across the stones, uh, the stonework and damaged rugs and find yourself a smooth enough place in the center and set to work. Um, is that one castable as a ritual or only as a spell? Uh, only as a level three spell. Sure. Uh, you set to work, uh, letting magic flow free from you as it pours into a dome coating around you. The thick blue color, translucent as you see the rest of the world slowly overcome by the azure light. But before long, a minute or so work, it's set up solid. Though, not for you, obviously. That is almost invisible, but he'll set up a white dome. Oh, sure. And now we have a virtually impenetrable spot of refuge to retreat to if that creature comes. Uh, Illyria... Uh, I do have a comment. If, well, you are a master of the forces of nature themselves. Let the others hit them with sticks. And if you have to, I've seen you can cast totem spells. If you transform yourself into an animal, then upon its death, you emerge generally unharmed, as I understand it. Usually. I'm merely I suggesting... Like and most of my things, everybody gets so close in on it, I would kill them too. Conrad will probably be fine. Excuse well. me. I'm right here. <laughs> we are obnoxiously close. Well, yes, we can leave now. He'll walk out of the dome. Thank you for the pep talk, Hut. Maybe you should be a bear more. Mm, bear is good. You could also be a large horse, like that one. No motion to I don't want anyone to ride me. Who would be so uncouth as to do that? Looks at Grove. Yeah, I was about to look at Grove, too. I prefer my feet. Although, if she does turn into another wolf or dog, that would be really helpful. Alright, if this is going to be our refuge, I suggest either these stairs or one of the north doors. The stairs are probably fine. Certainly. I will start going up the stairs. Uh, wait. I stop going up the stairs. You're a man of the church. Where are the commander's quarters normally located? Um, is there any sort of, like, standard design for a church? 
uh, fortress? It would really depend on the particular structure. However, normally they wouldn't be on the ground floor, obviously. And this place, due to its very ceremonial nature, as well as just being a fortress, as you've seen, there's a ballroom and many fineries about. It seems that their amount of soldiers were probably less than some other places. Uh, That said, it would probably be near the top floor, if not the top floor itself. Probably not in the tower, but rather in the central structure. High in elevation where they can get a good look, but inside enough that an unforeseen ballista bolt doesn't strike them in the heart before they wake up. Thereabouts. And the stairs sounds good. I start going up the stairs. (laughs) I follow close behind. Okay. Is everyone else following along? Dog follows. Keep a close out. Keep a close eye out for semi-transparent widows. Spiders are probably all gone. Not that kind of widow. We are walking into a full-on spectral bride situation. So you begin heading up the uh, white stone staircase. So ra- relatively large steps with each one. Again, in uh, poorly maintained condition, but still sturdy. Littered with a few debris, but otherwise doesn't seem to be anything major in the way or large structural damage. And as you send up, you can see over to the left and right, alongside other broad staircases, there are two stone balconies flanking the main foyer. The balusters along them are carved to resemble knights next to herons. Their shining armor, well, what should have been at least at some point, the polished stone blotted out by dust, supporting the elegant stone railings. There's uh, weapons and shields festooning the wall along each of these hallways. And there are white alabaster busts of more handsome men uh, flanking hallways that lead north and south away from the foyer. Uh, At the west end of each balcony, there's an archway that leads to a spiral staircase going up. I might as well just... You can see the still relatively damaged floor beneath you and the tragic state of decay that this place has gone through. At one point, this would have been fine enough to rival many houses in either Thraben or Nefalia. I suppose a quick check of the south, make sure there's no spiders coming on our back. Probably smart. Right. I'll start heading south. Hilario will follow. Yeah, I'll stay up close to make sure, just in case. Start checking sure. out the rooms on the south end that end out busted as fuck. <laughs> uh, no particular reason. Let me know if Conrad gets close to any precarious edges. <laughs> Yeah, just rem- uh, rem- remind me of the rules on pushing attack again. Do you do you know what my saving throws are? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not good enough. Okay. Um, as you head down, you can start feeling the oncoming of dampness and quite a draft. And you can see out there the as the wall of the entire structure has just been fallen out. Some areas actually carved of wood platform here rather than the stone of Velswise has somewhat rotted through and you can hear it creaking and swaying in this moderate breeze. Uh, is there any room in particular the two you want to check out? Um, start with that sectioned off one to the left. Oh. Is there a door? There there even a, oh, there's the door. <laughs> Hello. As you step inside the room, uh, you can see that, of course, the south end has collapsed, exposing the chamber to the elements, which has left the entire thing covered in fine moss and dust and gravel. There's that, a few furnishings uh, that like broken. look way over it. <laughs> okay, I didn't want to interrupt, but I really like that Illyria is immediately placed in front of all of the tanks. 
You all placed yourself behind me first. I put myself in the room first. Yeah, we put. We went I was, into the and room. I was behind him. I was behind him. Okay. <laughs> She's behind all but one of the tags. I look way over the edge. <laughs> one of the tags. Come on. It's not all of them. In front. I'm going to balance on one toe. Um, I don't know who put me in the front, but that was the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you can see there are a few furnishings that are broken under fallen debris from the level above. As you can see from here, even up there, there's more damaged structure. Again, the wall itself seems to have just collapsed to the side over time. You can see remnants of a bed and maybe a dresser of some sort that may have meant this was uh, sleeping chambers of someone. I'll take a quick look around. Uh, sure, roll me an investigation check. Ooh. Um, Nick's going to head to like this beam out here. <laughs> It, it try to do a cool kick, uh, like a sweet kick flip or something. Is he gonna do some like naked snake things of just like doing the standing like flip <laughs> back? Uh, are you gonna use your eagle vision? No, no, he's going to hang from it, like lower, like you know, test it, and then hang from it and look at the floor below. Man, I was so that should be the about that shit. <laughs> uh, sure, okay, go ahead and roll me an acrobatics chest. Nineteen All right. Right. on the investigation. Sure, uh, we'll get to the investigation since it takes just a little bit longer than. I get I get floating right. deep into these wooden piles. <laughs> Sorry, I had to sneeze. Uh, good check. Please don't yeah. botch this. You did good. I didn't 26. hear. Oh, 26. Sure. First on 11, so. <laughs> After giving it a few <laughs> soft stomps, not so much that it would shatter the wood in itself, you are certain that at least it's going to hold your weight for the time being, presuming no one else is foolish enough to come and step on it. No, you stay back. <laughs> no, no, I got this. I'm a little heavy, not that heavy. <laughs> yes, he's speaking heavy ass armor, though. You. It's, it's wood exposed to the elements. Like, let's not take chances here. It's only chain mail. <laughs> so, you also, hang you yourself down. pastries at that last stop. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> you hang yourself off the side, and with one hand bracing. Uh, you loop underneath and find yourself looking at the not quite as scorched as the rest of the room underbelly of the two rooms you're upon. You can see quite a few marks of still webbing, uh, much of it torn, some of it plastered just across the surface. Uh, scanning across it, it's relatively thin. Any large strands that would have connected to anything else has been torn or burnt away by now. Uh in the what bits of it are sodden also, those would probably account for most of the lumps or fallen bits. There may be a body or two else there, but you can't see anything else that would resemble the massive spiders that were there previous. And you got a 19 on the investigation? Yep. Sure. Um, you go rooting around through them. It's piles of boards and stone. And it's a bit of working before you're not really seeming to find too much of anything. But then you find a desk. Mostly decayed, and you can see clearly rotten through. Um, there seems to be a few broken quills and a black spot that seems it was an ink bottle that stained the floor. But there are a few books next to it, even if old and seemingly sodden as well. Sure, I'll take a look. <laughs> sure. When you it's look like at them... man's knowledge. Uh, when you look across them, you find uh, there's two books in particular. Um, one is, says, Hymns to the Heron, bound in green and a uh, few inlays that look bronze but aren't quite as iridescent. Uh, the whole thing has a film covering it of some blackish moss or some other microbe. Um, 
Whereas there's another one, um, a bit more stained, so you can't see the entire title a little bit broken up. You see the word the, and then a, quite a large margin of it covered, and truth. And below that, a long subtitle. The uses of logic in the war against demonic heresies as fought by the Lunark Andrews. Does that mean much to me? Um, no need to make any sort of check. The Lunark Andrews was an important individual. He was uh, around for quite some time, was one of the more storied ones. He was a while back ago, nearly 200 years. Um, he served well, served proudly. People were proud to serve under him. He was an imposing man. Um, broad, of course, he didn't fight on front lines by the time he was actually Lunark. However, he actually served with the Cathars, which is not always a prerequisite. Um, he did well and was respected by many, and because of working with them, was valued by the soldiers themselves. He had many good tactics as a result, and uh, still carried some war tactics once he became the Lunar. Sure, I'll open it up, flutter through it, see if anything catches my eye. You hear that as you try and open the book, the pages mostly stuck together in a brownish pile. Right. Um, You can see inside the title that the missing pieces was uh, the Blade of Truth, the use of logic and so on. Um, You look through it and it seems to be carrying on the few pages you can get unstuck and that seem relatively undamaged about his actual direct war tactics, which while some of them are still followed today, it's interesting that this is such an old book that still has such good rec- records of that. It's not in great shape, but it's still there and it's interesting knowledge. Yeah, sure. I'll stay it. What about the rest of you? Like Nick, did, you, did they teach you that inverted reconnaissance in the Midnight Duelist School? Uh, day one, actually. Fancy, fancy. He means they hung him out a window for disobedience it seems likely uh i'll look around i mean I'll, I'll look for anything that seems useful as well i guess but i don't suspect there's much i'll make me an investigation check mm-hmm. and just 15 you look around and that doesn't seem to be too much else um most things here are damaged there's a few things that might have been fine at one point but of anything of use to you probably not so what do you do go to the other outside room yep the other south outside room one second. As you traverse inside, it's a different entrance, but much the same story. Broken pieces of stone, wood, the smell of decay, the gentle sound of creaking against the wind. This one doesn't show as many signs of there being a bed here, though it seems very likely that if that was positioned next to a window, it would have collapsed out the side. Nice. What else do you do? <laughs> I'll take a look. Nice 15s. Yeah. Sure. Uh, you root around through it, um, and you end up finding yourself over in the back corner by the window, mostly entirely covered with dust to the point of... Oh my of god, what am I doing here? Outside. Um, as you approach it, you can hear a sound overhead, pretty much above your position. Um, almost like footsteps, but much softer, almost like the echo of footsteps instead. Um... But other than that, you don't seem to be finding too much. It's just when you wander over that way, you find a small strong box of some sort, wooden, lacquered, so it hasn't suffered as much of the decay. Uh, yeah, I'll look inside. Okay, you pop the latch, which is the only part of a little bit of difficulty, the tarnish having sealed it shut to a little bit of a degree. Uh, after you pop it open, you can see inside there is a pen set, quill, 
ink uh, in a few different colors, actually, not just simple standard writing black. There's a silvered one and one in the pale blue. And then definitely in greens and bronze and larger containers than uh, anything other than the black. Well, the room doesn't seem to be in use, so no harm in grabbing this, I guess. I'll hand it to Faustus. It seems like yeah. a thing he'd like. Thank you. I'll also, take a quick look through them. Also, sure. there's, a, there's a ghost above us. Or a revenant, maybe. Like, who knows? You, you don't know the term revenant? What would that be? Oh, sorry. I mean, a, one of those weird things. Phantom Spaceman. You know, a geist of some sort. A geist ghoul? Cool geist? A geist. A ghast. Question. A gorps. <laughs> um, is this sort of, um, like, this sort of jagged edge I'm identifying on the map? Uh, was this building, like, kind of, is it like a sheer through it? Or... No, that's just position to make it easier for the artist's sake. No, this building was, this collapsed. This was not like cut. That's Okay. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out if I can find a way to see what's above us. It curls at uh, the edge, like from the weight, like it's not. <laughs> yeah. It's not hard. Um, you could potentially try and climb up the wall, um, specifically the area by the, uh, what remains of the chimney structure. All right. Why not? Didn't take these, uh expertises for or not so sure i will uh try to climb up and see if i can see what's on the uh since they're talking about stuff on the next floor up revenant just kicks you in the chin <laughs> <laughs> oh it's like that uh hold on, i'll just find it punk. but oh. and given that you're playing as bruce campbell there's a lot of chin to kick and you can see, though, from those edges that the structure, of course, broke off more from the top than from the sides. So, um, well, then the lower you go down, the more the structure remained. Kind of the carving off of uh, as the top weight collapsed first, basically. So uh, it is right. So there's like sort of a gentle but not really walkable kind of slope going up. Not really a slow. Oh yeah, no, what you're saying. Yeah, there. Like, if you put a line there, like leaned a very tall piece of straight material, it would be a slight slope that instead of a ninety degree angle. Yeah, yeah. But it's no, just... it still is like pretty sheer. Okay, yeah. So I'll just climb up and hope that he doesn't get punched in the soul by whatever is stomping around up there. <laughs> Make me athletic stuff. All right. It gets punched off a building and uh. uh... Oh shit! I still need to talk to him at some point. Oh no, don't die here, Nick. I need to talk to you. I just remembered something, yeah. Not 20. Okay, well, that works well. Uh, give me one sec. I need to reveal a few things on a totally unrelated... Oh, the amount of things I have to juggle sometimes in Roll20. It's very helpful, since they're not in person, but it sometimes it's painful for speed. Good, good, good choice, Axe. Good gift choice. There we go. So, <clears throat> um, you ascend up... Uh, you find yourself over to where there was the ruined stone remains of the chimney. And it isn't connected to the floor up above, but it goes right next to it, allowing you a smooth gap if you're to scale it. Gauging out about the breadth, the distance of it, it's a little wide, but you find yourself able to cling not to the inside, as that would be a little... Well, would you like to go on the inside or the outside? The inside would leave you a bit cramped, but you'd be able to do it fine. Yeah, I figure somewhere... I'm assuming this is the chimney structure he's climbing on. Yes, correct. Um, so yeah, he'll just be like there-ish, I guess. Um, that's a sure. ten foot. That's a ten foot gap between uh, this map. If you notice, is a five foot per square instead of the ten foot per square. They expanded 
Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, the other one's just a nightmare for me because they need it to scan to fit on a page. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to jump over there without the rest of the party anyway. Sure. So let's let's observe so whatever. You, uh, you clamor up the side, finding finger holds in the various pieces of stone and some of the places where the mortar has not collapsed, but at least come free enough that you can work in your fingers for a decent grip. You pull yourself up alongside the gritty and slick stone, but this reminds you of the training that you have to do in Nefalia. Well, had to do anyway. The stone was always slick there. It's between the mist and the rain. And this sort of structure is very similar to some of the larger ones there as well. This brings back memories of hunting down vampires and other strange things, criminals, those who prey on in the night. And it's just as easy as it was then. You find yourself climbing up it with no trouble whatsoever, sending your way up to the top where you can set a hand over to the side, placing it on a bent piece of blackened wood. And you can see there is a being there in a similarly distraught room, except much more so, many of the wood structures in it completely smashed. But between the wreckage, there is an individual entirely of effervescent white, this milky light, thin, translucent, filled in armor, cloth, pieces of scale and chain, wearing a helmet, sword at its side, bow slung across a shoulder. And he walks, slowly, one way, before meandering and turning the other. His feet fade out towards the bottom, so it's strange to see if there is any sign of there being footsteps. Uh, as he does so, though, his gaze is not completely away from where you are, so I'm going to need you to make a stealth check. All right. So he, he's like completely geistly. Like he doesn't have, he doesn't appear to have a body. He doesn't appear to like, be. Uh, he is far too thin for that and merely milky light in the air. All right. And yes, uh, excuse me. I did use the wrong one. It is evanescent, not effervescent. Thank you for reminding me about that. No problem. 11. <laughs> God damn one, it, Nick. Go Nick. One moment. <laughs> God damn it. Man, like Nick cannot possibly ever get the, uh, the lucky feet. It just, it wouldn't be out of character at this point. So he has not, to die before he can get it. The kick may not happen. No feet, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> he uses a, uh, oh, what the fuck is it? You see that as, as it turns to, uh, step back the direction foot. Well, what remains of a foot planted as it turns back around the gradient of its body shifting. You attempt to shimmy around the side of the chimney structure, and but your hands don't grip quite as well as they did coming up. You weren't expecting to turn at such a high pace. However, as he does uh, begins the turn, you see another figure of white come out of the doorway for a moment, and you hear sounds like breath in the air, wind, but not as much words as you would like. <sighs> It steps back in, just a back step, and you can see as it rotates its body around. And the other one, instead of turning to face your direction, steps back in as well, beyond through the doorway where you can't really see anymore. You seem to be safe for now. Um, he will tumble down from his vantage point. Uh, well, there, were, there was something up there. It's gone now. Two of them, actually. Something what? What kind of something? Uh, two, um, they look like ghosts rather than the possessed bodies well these were these were you know wispy looking fellas gotcha you should probably come up with some kind of word for what these things are like meat keists no that's not <laughs> why don't we ask them zom guys i suspect they don't have a name for it either so what do you do after you lower yourself back down yeah so i'm not sure what uh 
what you heard making footsteps because they weren't or 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 actually did i like as i observed them did their footsteps as you observed the one that was strolling it was subtle almost distant much further than where it was but there was a sound of the wood being pressed in and a little bit of a harsher click than just the wood itself okay scratch that now that might have been okay it probably was them though it doesn't it doesn't sound right well you, come on ghosts man that's one of their big things is making footstep sounds did you feel any cold spots guys it's 101 is that actually a thing <laughs> it's a, i mean it's a stereotypical it's, it's, ghost thing I geists in general are pretty stereotypical ghosts. However, the ones you probably had to deal with more than any other were things coming from the Nebelgast, which are considerably different. They generally didn't have anything even resembling legs. Um, occasionally, there would be things that made various strange noises. Yeah, they're more like clouds that want to fuck with you. Yeah, but like <laughs> that but climb I'm inside sure. of your throat and choke you from the inside. Yes, but yeah, those are things that you hunt. But at the same time, there are always just people ghosts around. Yes, that was the other point: is that there are just regular people ghosts that don't get caught up in the nebel gas if they're particularly attached to a place. Uh, those exist. You probably didn't encounter a ton of them, but they do make noises sometimes. Yeah. Okay, I'll admit my experience with uh, this more corporeal sort. Uh, before we get to the ones actually possessing of a corpse. Uh, that being said, it still didn't sound right. I, I don't know. Um, they didn't attack me on sight. Of course, that may be because they didn't want to make like the three-foot leap, but uh, that's what I saw. Well, I see we... the captain's quarters. Oh, um, I, described, I described their attire. Um, is, it, uh, is it similar to what she saw on the guy with the body? Yes, very similar. Um it seems almost identical in design, though a little bit lower ranking, it would seem to denote. Smaller symbols, uh, less pieces of armor. Instead of being maybe a low-ranking knight of sorts, this was probably just a guard. Uh, you gotta make it to management before you get a body to possess, maybe. <laughs> okay. Right. Don't encounter more broken building. Uh, I'm done exploring for now. So we keep, we keep looking. Mm-hmm. I'm not 25 anymore. Treat this place with respect. And that's been the hope so far, right? I will note the color of the one you saw seemed to be mostly white, but there was wisps of blue around the side of its face. <laughs> the face was mostly unable to be seen through the glare. God damn it, he's a lawyer. But still. At least he didn't bounce you, Nick. Fucking ajorious ghosts. <laughs> that's the that's the usual spirit sort of setup anyway, right? Well, spirits can come in all the colors on an Estrada. No, colors... yeah, I realized oh, that, sure. that was the, uh, I'm just being the layout for them on. Yeah. Yep. Um, in this case, however, it is worth noting that white ones, uh, to get just into the specifics, since you would at least know this much, definitely. White guys tend to be bound by some sort of loyalty or duty. Off, This can be good. This can just be instilled in them. Um, they will attempt to continue doing so. Whereas blue geists are often what ones that don't turn to rage or killing will go to over time, as it's more of a repetitive behavior by instinct, becoming little more than a set of set actions. Okay, so they're not quite to wind up toy mode yet. But, they're not uh, doing things entirely by rote, it might seem, but they are. They seem to be guarding, if nothing else, which seems strange for such a dilapidated building. It's odd that their instinct upon seeing Nick was to. Not quite retreat, just leave. 
You didn't really see them uh, acknowledge you. Yeah, like you've only gotten eleven, but if they're making active checks, that means they don't have a like. Depends on what the perception is. That's probably not super high. Mm. So, what do you think? The okay. the bit of the building behind the main staircase leading to the- uh yeah. All right, try and make my way into that big area behind the stairs. I'm looking for any children that might live under the stairs. Are you planning to send them oh, to me? I'm a wizard. You've done it now, Airy Palmer. <laughs> There's Victor there. What? <laughs> oh wait. Well, I was thinking the children under the stairs. <laughs> Not Harry Potter. Well, you re- you messed with the wrong nerds, Josh. I knew the reference, Josh. You're a wizard, Harry. Well, you're a Harry wizard. <laughs> I'll see you put us on the, the base floor rather than the second floor. No, I didn't. Scroll up. We're on oh, the second. Right. It's, it's on the yeah, same map. No, sorry. I'm dumb, dumb, dumb. Thumb cro- thumbs crossed, no revenants. Thumbs crossed? <laughs> yes, we I may. We are very disappointed in you, son. I may be <laughs> clenching my cheeks a little bit, okay? Wouldn't that be bums crossed? We'll handle the last ones. We'll handle the next group. <laughs> so you step further back, and once you leave the drafty area, the amount of moss and just general strewn decay seems to have decreased, the smell once again returning to just being stale instead of dead. Stepping inwards, you find yourself in more wooden passageways that seem to have grayed and browned through time, uh, creaking beneath you but not really seeming to be in threat of cracking. Um, It seems to wind about a few center uh, triangular doorways. Well, the doorways themselves are not, but surrounding a center triangular set of walls. Hmm. Take a look at these um, these corner structures that correspond to those statues downstairs. Hmm. <clears throat> Just get way up in there now. <laughs> what, what are these? So, as you first check the south alcove, um, you can see that there's a red velvet curtain hanging in front of it. Um, right in the southeast corner of the hall. Okay. It ripples ever so slightly. Uh, is this familiar uh, church iconography? No, none in particular. It's brilliant red, scarlet. Seems to have been really well taken care of, despite the low ma- maintenance of the rest of the castle. Well, fortress. As long as it's not dried blood red. Not dried blood, more... That's puce. <laughs> Much more lively blood than that. Oh, I'll take a peek. Sure. As you push it open, you find inside, set on a small pedestal against the corner, a black cloth covering something around it, top this white marble stone. Surely this is for the angel's mausoleum. <laughs> this one you solved my so. mausoleum puzzle. Good job. <laughs> we take the cloth over. It's another wet piece of cotton. Damn it. <laughs> it's a dry piece of wool. <laughs> Why do people keep saying wet piece of cotton? Because <laughs> it's funnier. <laughs> Raw wool is really not that. <laughs> Hmm. I'll take a peek in the other alcove the north one at the north index you find a green velvet curtain crusted with some dirt and growth over time growth again being some sort of pale brownish moss Um, we didn't know this was a gruel fort Uh, I I was actually thinking that might be a color thing Hanging still in front of the alcove. I'll peek. Inside the alcove is empty, except for a few back walls, and you can see that there is one chair that was turned to face away towards one of the windows. High-backed, wooden, relatively simple, uh, other than a shape of a heron just set into the back. 
more carved out, really. I think this is where the Acolytes had a timeout. As you inspect it closer, you notice that at your feet, there is a wooden bowl upturned and some chunks of something black and brown against the floor next to it, just slightly raised up. All of it covered in a fine layer of dust. Does it look like it used to be a form of food? Possibly. It was organic matter. By this point, it's fused to the floor. Right. Doesn't even seem to be really moist other than that in the atmosphere, which, to be fair, it's Stencia's atmosphere full of mist and fog, so who's to say? Maybe one day we can get one of these uh, ghosts to give us a tour. So what do you do? Um, I'm going to investigate the center structure. All right. As you turn away from where you had just parted behind the curtains, you hear a shh sound of something scraping against metal from behind you where the curtain was. I turn back around. All you can see is, from the look of it, is that the curtain was fully closed again. Joke's on you. Grimhild closed it on you. Uh, Grimhild's over there. Wait a second. Wait, no, a confession thing wouldn't be in a hallway. That'd be weird. But this immediately made me think of Symphony of the Night, and that if you sat down in front of the curtain, you'd get stabbed. Are those windows that it's facing? Yes. Okay. So it could have been some sort of lookout, I guess. The chair seems more ornate and comfortable than that. Mm. Well, whatever's going on with that chair, it seems not to want to be bothered. <laughs> can he roll like a religion check or something? Sure, you can roll a religion check if you want to try. Yeah, sure. Mm, that's pretty good. Uh, um, flat 20. You don't really know about any religious things of just looking out windows. But it sure looks like it would have been a nice view. And is there any like significance of... Uh, of, of it facing the dawn, the dusk, or that mausoleum? It faces out in the vague direction of the tower, but if that holds importance, it's not a religious one that you know of. Sure. So, center structure. We have a lot of fort to get through. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Uh, which which of the doors are you going to? North door. Okay. I, I did not realize there was a south door. Oh, that's because it is obscured. North door, nevertheless. Hey. There it is. Ever onward. Okay. Um, this one, as you approach it, uh, the stone seems to have not collapsed, but where the uh, right is around the wood, the wood seems to have swelled to a point that as the sum of the stone has sunken, that it seems relatively wedged in there. Uh, caught against the stonework, it doesn't seem to really budge with just simple pushing. I try complex pushing. <laughs> Roll me would, you, check. would you like to would you like Roll to me give this check to uh, just fucking shove it down? Would you like to give this a friendly shoulder check? Well, I, I just thought from very from different angles and stuff because you said no. Okay. <laughs> you get out of here. What the f- fifteen? Okay. <laughs> it's fifteen day. Happy fifteen day, everyone. Oh man, look at that natural <laughs> one over there. It's the right, disadvantage zone. Bro. I'll get the flash grenade ready. My eyes. There's a <laughs> just like rogue tree. As you end up pushing it through the edge of the stone, it comes open into the area, kind of bowed in, but not destroyed. Um, inside, you uh, can this see, is the wet room. <laughs> you can see quite a bit of rainwater swe- uh, seeping through cracks in the ceiling, flowing into a pool on the sagging wooden floor. Um, the pool fills up about half the room or so, as you can see. It's thin and brackish, seeming to have caught dust and other things from where it comes in from the floor above. Uh, there are a few bare stone shelves lining the walls, however. They don't seem to have much on them other than dust, a few small spider webs, and a few broken pieces of wood. 
if this were a roguelike, I would drink from the pool to see what happens. This is not a roguelike. Your character is consistent, and the rest of us have to deal with your decisions. And, <laughs> and I do, too, if I drink this <laughs> gross-ass water. Technically, you don't if you die. You just make a new character. No, I have to deal with the consequences. Grimhill oh. may not. I mean, I could. I'm immune to, to non-magical diseases. Adeliria yeah. turned into a bear, and then if the bear dies, she just pops out of it. <laughs> I don't how, think about I, how about I check out the south door? I think I have purified food and water. I could We only have purified the puddle of rainwater. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's holy water, though. It is near a temple. I know holy water when I see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not near the chapel. It's in a fort. It is not holy. Nothing holy is the roof. Is that a bathtub? Yes, Grove knocks as he opens the door. Politely. Hello. This door comes up a lot easier. It's still a little bit of grating against the walls, but after a firm shove, it goes in. Uh, Inside, the room you see contains an iron tub and wood paneling on the walls, rising to a height of about three feet. Above the paneling, the walls are painted with a continuous faded mural of a mountainscape. Some of the signature colors, the clouds that travel through Stencia. What a pretty bathroom. Why is Doug taking a bath? The tub is dry. He was checking. A dust he bath, if it were. He was sniffing and checking, and now he's done. Did the dog make an arcane check because he's freaking good at it? No, he did not. There's no you need for arcane he, right now. You see as you pulls out of the tub, a series of spider webs stuck in between his ears and his entire body a much ruddier gray at this point. Grove rolls his eyes, pets him down. He's getting tired of staring at the ceiling and looking for whatever the fuck was floating around, so he's going to start following everybody. He's still twitchy, though. So does anyone think it's a bad idea to look under that cloth in the red curtain room? I don't see how it could possibly be a bad idea. Faustus. I see how it could be a bad idea, but I think it's, I think you are strong enough as a person to deal with the bad idea. How about we just ask politely? Ask who? I can't also believe that- I'm saying this. I'm just looking. Why is my pog upside down? My bad. If you're that concerned about it, just grow. Fire a few arrows through it. No, what? What? I, I was in there. Yeah. Don't. What if it's something useful and you just? I'm going I'm to look at a look under the, the cloth. I stand back before this gets any sillier. <laughs> As you pull the cloth upwards, there's a. Strange weight to it at first, as you see the shape continuing being held as you pull it upwards. But you realize with a cloth on cloth immediately after that this was because it was the cloth was attempting to pull a hat up with it. Underneath, you can see set on a similar black velvet stand. Uh, well, cloth, moreover. The stand itself, white uh, marble. On the cloth, marked with many dark puce stains, is a head severed roughly at the neck and you can see with the color of skin starting to age the not clean shaven but rough beard and heavy hat and the same exact gray hair as many of you have seen as the eyes are dead and pale this is conrad's head spooked standing up by the neck oh no you just got spooked son sandcheck i told you <laughs> You said you didn't know how it could possibly go wrong. He's being very sarcastic. <laughs> he is, he is Faustus. Like you told me, explicitly odd the opposite of that. <laughs> hmm. 
Well, that's it appears the hat was made for you, Conrad. I'm wearing my hats. Now you have a backup. I am going to politely tuck my head in and leave the curtain room. Your fingers brush below and you can feel the sponge of that at one point looked like it was your flesh as you push inward. But you tuck it back in and step out of the room. How long dead does it look? A week or so. Okay. Uh, Faustus goes up and looks under the curtain. Do we see a Faustus head too? still Conrad. Damn it. (laughs) Uh, As you lift it up, you can see underneath there is a white marble face. Um, Female. Strong features. Mm. Um, Entirely stiff marble. Uh, Seems to be wearing some sort of simple crown of uh, tangled plant matter. The face is pretty easily recognizable, um, at least in overall proportion, as some of those images of the angel you had seen around. Vionia. That's curious. Oh, that's curious. Does anyone else want to have a go? No. Valeria will. This isn't some cheap carnival trick. Let's continue on, or if you think that would somehow be useful, we can take it. But this is clearly an expensive carnival trick. Yes, but as it's a holy icon, I think that it's fine where it is. Illyria, as you lift up the edge of the black velvet, you can see underneath uh, the same smooth white female face. Aw, same for me. I, I have nothing but sympathy for you. Whether or not they keep faffing about with this, with this face, yeah. I'm going to get into the... <laughs> In, into this chapel. Now the question is, why did Conrad see something different? Don't worry about it. Why did we all see something different when Conrad? Yeah, a doppelganger would say, "Don't worry about it." So would Conrad. <laughs> <laughs> so we start accusing each other of being doppelgangers. We might as well just start stabbing each other now. So let's, let's put a. <laughs> I'm no, close already. Only, of course, you'd say that. You're the only some... one trained in stabbing someone in the back. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Reveal remembers that time. You remember that time, don't you? Yes, you made an excellent. Mom, Dad, quit fighting. It's what's in this chapel. (laughs) The dog can solve this if necessary. As you step out of the room, you find yourself on those wooden balconies with uh, tall railings that you had seen before from below. You didn't quite quite a view of the balconies themselves, of course, simply that they were there and overhanging. Up above, you can see the ceiling travels up further, just another ridge right where you are, but the rest all the way up to the top. On it, uh, there's an exquisitely carved wooden throne resting at the west end and facing over to the east over the rest of the chapel. You can still see strewn pieces of bone and footprints that you left behind when traveling below. The throne is broad, very broad. It is far bigger than that of a human's frame. To sit in it, you would be dwarfed in size. Are, are angels just larger in size, usually? Oh, most certainly so. Yeah. Um, well, no, I, I mean, if they're like supermodel height, or like eight, ten feet tall. Eight to ten. So, so this is appropriately sized for an angel? I mean, some of them can be relatively smaller than that, but yeah, this is this is very much what could be an angel when you, throne. When you collect many souls, you become physically large. <laughs> <laughs> well, see... It all determines when you're figuring out faith who's the biggest and the strongest, and then everything gets clear. The dog sits it's in the chair. It's all about belief. You sits in the chair. You love chairs, especially fancy chairs. Uh, 
Uh, let's take uh, this throne too. Plops himself down into it onto a, one of the green cushions, and you see a flump of dust push off from the side up over some of the bronze inlays and shapes of circles with herons within. Still else from here, you can see that hanging from the high ceiling far overhead, there is an iron chandelier with candle holders shaped silvery wings of angels across each of them. The archways you see, of course, lead to spiral staircases that head back down to where you were previous. Nice. All right, everyone start hitting walls for invisible doors. With 10-foot poles. Worth noting, you can see everything from this floor. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Everything on this floor and below, like, it's pretty clear what's there. Don't forget to check the one around. Are you telling us to metagame? (laughs) No, I'm telling you to remember what your character saw. Take a look at that treasure chest, make sure the chain's not straight out. (laughs) Also, check the chair for change. You never know what's in an angel's pockets. Fausta steps into the bathroom. Sure. It's dry, musty like anywhere else, but mostly just through dust. Speaking of, I haven't seen a, I haven't seen a toilet in this whole place. That's because they're in the bedrooms. They're called chamber pots. They're either in the bedrooms or outside. <laughs> well, like, there, there's sometimes... I mean, there'd be a latrine somewhere, but there'd be chamber pots for individuals. It's a good change. Victor, when everybody else is gone, could you look under that curtain and tell me what you see? Easily. Thank what you. about it? Curious, curious. Uh, when Conrad lifted it up, it was a foul facsimile of his head. That sounds funny. <laughs> no one laughed. Uh, no, no one did. Hmm. I heard caricatures were a source of humor. Hmm. That's disappointing. And generally, a caricature is an exaggeration of existing features. You, for example, are a caricature of a fine gentleman. You're even finer than a real gentleman. Which makes me twice as lovely. Yes. <laughs> reaches up and uh, smooths back a piece of his hair. Very well. I will investigate it promptly. Thank you. And I'll go back out and rejoin everybody. That's so moving on up or uh, clearing out the other side? Let's clear the other side because these don't go up. They go down. You also, right. so when you're saying clear out the other side, are you meaning the rest of this floor, the rest of the floor below, I upwards? The rest of this floor. The uh, north end. Yeah. 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 I mean, do we just actually? Why don't we make a beeline to the boss? I don't, and I don't mean boss in like the. I mean the boss of this place, the guy who actually runs the place. We and, don't know where he's at, do we? Well, we suspect he's upstairs, don't we? Eh. You suggested that's where where quarters, sleeping quarters, would be at least. True. Ah, okay. If he has a study, I guess we'd need to find or wherever he'd be. Or you know what may have been his room in life may not necessarily be his room now. That's true. They're not like regular geists. Sure. If you'd like to um, get down to business as quickly as possible, I'd understand that. Okay, so where are you going? Northwards or straight upwards? Uh, towards the north side, like, next around there. Sure. As you move over that direction, peek around the edges of the hallway, um, you can make me a stealth check. Okay. If you're attempting to be sneaky, at least, I presume. Or not particularly just... now. Oh, okay. Never mind. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Why not? He just doesn't want to be depressed by the results. <laughs> All right. Um, but as you wander up there, you can see that uh, it fans out into a rather T-shaped hallway. Um, branched to the west, east, and south, obviously. And there are three arched windows in the north wall that look out over the foggy grounds. It seems relatively empty and bare. Um there is a door to either end of that, as well as a door in the hallway that you are passing through. 
Um, is this like an open passageway or just a door that the, the fog of war is over? It's, it's, Sorry? It's a door. I let the guy with the shield open it. All right, I put my face <laughs> through it. He's Conrad. Okay. Just power bomb this door. As you step inside, you can see there are two beds with torn canopies standing against opposite walls with a tattered rug lying on the floor between them. Uh, set into the far wall is a fireplace, black with soot, but actually lit with a thin flame. There's a constant soft hiss from it where it seems various drops of water falling down through. As you're in here, um, you can also see on one of those beds, relatively clear of clutter, there is a man next to him, uh, a set of armor, some of it rusted and blackened, a sword and across that. Um, on the bed itself is the man, yellowed flesh that kept in place with strands of white and blue, a dark brow, almost as if his eyes are sunken to the point of not being there, except by a lit from behind. You can see a touch of his eyes, still relatively human, but sunken again. He is in bed, relatively less clothed than you had saw him previous, his hat undone and his hair stringy and not long, but poorly kept. And he is leaning against the back of the wall, body across the bed, a book in his hand as he looks it over. But you can see that by the time you had pushed in, even though his hand is kept there, the book open, he's facing the doorway that you all are coming in from. May I help you? Is there something you needed? Uh, did I catch his name last time? Yes, Dragomir. Right. Okay. Yeah, he's Dragomir. What was the name of the big boss man? Um, the one in particular he referred to is Sir Godfrey. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll step up next to Conrad and go, hello, Dragomir. Ah, it's uh, you. Yes. Grimhill, correct? Correct. I wouldn't suggest you come to the upper layers. They are a bit more full of those who are tired or Indeed. done. Uh, we would like to speak with Sir Godfrey, though. Do you know where he is? <laughs> if you are in desperate need of it, he is on the floor above. You see as he lowers uh, his body over to the side... And you can see the sinew stretching through his cloth. What bits of his flesh you can see is yellowed in a few spots missing from it. Holes, pox, pieces of decay. But in general, he's uh, much closer to a human than a ghoul. And far closer to a ghoul than a geist. I see. Directly above this room? Or... No. Well, they're meeting layers, yes. The third floor. Simple as that. Which side of the building? Or is it simple? Is it just... Third floor is an open room. Further westward, I wouldn't bother with the central chambers. The meeting tables would be a better place. You'd be off from there, but don't disturb the throne. Excellent. Thank you for the advice. Oh, let me introduce my friends. Uh, yes, is, these are your traveling companions. This is uh, Conrad Starkerts. Pleasure. An inquisitor of the church. This is Niklaus Argenti, a duelist. Uh, this is Grove. Does he have a last name? Hecker. 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 Grove Hecker. Monster Hunter Woodsman. Illyria. Forest Person. And Faustus Pent. Shrug. Wizard. An honor to meet those who foolishly travel out so far from the roads. Still, I hear you're here for good reason, so you needn't let me bother you. As long as you do not seek to bother me. Oh, heavens no. Would you be interested in conversation when this is done? 
I imagine you don't get much news. I don't need much either. Still, if there's anything you wish, I will have moments for discussing before I must leave again. Thank you. He nods. His hair slides to the front of his face as he does so. And he pushes it back. Pieces connected, almost fused together through dirt. Doesn't seem to be any sort of oil in it. Grove kind of gets nervous because it's like, I want to talk to him too. Why do me and Faustus want to talk to him at the same time? Mm. Thinking like Faustus now. Oh no. (laughs) Could be worse. You could think like Nick. If we run into something like you that's not friendly, what would you say your weaknesses are? (laughs) I'm just wondering if you wanted to fill out an application and tell me your greatest weakness. Um, (laughs) What would you say your best skills are? And I I will add you to this instructional booklet that I'm working on. Uh, The MM stands for... A monster manual. (laughs) It's some sort of... To make friends with monsters. It's some sort of beautiful bestiary. That doesn't quite have a ring to it. So he stands there after that, just coldly would be the appropriate response were he, by normal standards, alive. And though he moves in a simulacrum of breath, it doesn't seem to be as important to him, often on a much longer delay than any of you. Is there anything else? That's that's what it seems to be. Yeah. Uh, Well, I suppose we'll leave you to your book then. Once again, thank you very much. He said up a floor and westward, right? So and the central chambers. And don't fuck with the throne. And I look at the dog. I say, you, you, the next throne you don't get in. I know you want to. I know you like thrones. And you're a very good boy. But with expensive wrong. taste. I'll make nice. sure he he's calm. He gets excited. <laughs> By chairs for some goddamn reason. Now that we're in the uh, inhabited parts of the forest probably is wise to just go where we need to. Yeah. Through the spyro staircase. You wander westward and find yourself the relatively gray stone uh, work. This one much less decorated than some of those below. And tread up to the next floor. It's a tight spiral leading you coming out directly eastward uh, after raising you up past the ceiling you had seen previous. You come out to a stone hallway. Um, where other places could have been called debris strewn or just relatively damaged other than the piece that completely fell off the side. This area, the ceiling seems to have completely caved in, rain drizzling down lazily from the sky, but still pooling up between rocks and uh, woodwork as you pass. The stones themselves at your feet continue to be of relatively decent quality. Um, Just everything else, gravel and broken wreckage strewn everywhere still um the hallway seems to open up a little bit further to your right but the place directly to your left you were told about is the doorway right there right up a floor but a little westward avoid the center chambers let's knock and i mean that like not sarcastically actually i I knock on the door guys always do appreciate politeness that's the revenants they don't appreciate anything How many guys have you met? And don't you meet green guys, which probably don't give a fuck about that? Guys actually are somewhat appreciative to things. Yeah, the green ones follow certain respects, and we get a mixture out here. Not all green guys are animals. Actually, like, there are green spirits that are animal things, but guys actually are specifically people, and they often are pretty chill. Yeah, but I don't... How many of them care about politeness and, like, the weird... A few. 
But it's all like nature niceness. It's like leaving the best apples for them on the tree. <laughs> you know? Okay. Yeah, that's all right. Like fairy style niceness. Uh, like that's not, that's not polite. Leave out a in the back. I would argue that's not politeness. That's just leaving treats out, which is different. <laughs> it's giving them presents. Um, okay, but you knock on the doorway. At first, there is no sound you can hear, but then you hear. Uh, <sighs> After about five seconds, the sound of something being dragged across wood, and then a series of uh, heavy footsteps. Uh, do you just all stay clustered around the door like that, or where do you? I mean, I mean, my I'll shield's out, there? but yeah, gonna stand over you. Uh, I won't sit here. Ah, I grabbed Conrad. <laughs> uh, he'll probably. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, he'll move over here. He'll stay where he's at. I don't like crowded hallways. Yeah. Okay. You hear as the footsteps get closer. Stop right next outside the door. You hear the... As the door is pulled open. This one much less stuck than the other ones you had seen. In fact, it pulls open very smoothly. And you can see behind... I'm going to get that like... He's looking so as you can see, the door is pulled open. And you can see an individual similar to those you saw below dressed in chainmail, a little less rusted than those you see previous, but still damaged and tarnished. It makes grating noises as he moves, and you can see that there's some resemblance of human skin and flesh around a mostly skeletal face. Bits of white, blue, and black flashing behind his eyes. You can see through the rest of the room, uh, just past his shoulder, this tall, broad man in armor, that... There's plenty of dust and cobwebs. There's faded war banners adorning the walls in the spacious chamber, the center of which there's a heavy wooden table with a silver chandelier hanging above it. There's surrounded by high-backed chairs with wood-carved angel wings set in the backs, and slumped in several of the chairs more are other humans resembling this one to different states of how much flesh seems to remain and how much their eyes shine. Most of all, though, there's one over in the corner dressed in nicer chain mail. Doesn't seem to have a tabard on. In fact, his mail is just layered to a more dressed-like appearance. He also isn't... Uh, none of them are wearing helmets, but he most notably seems to have hair that is relatively preserved, even though it's shock white. He stays back against his chair, coolly observing all of you. The other three, considerably uh, more decayed have different responses. One of them, arms crossed, leaning against the table. Another one, hand at his side, seeming to be on a blade or something out of view. And the last one, seeming to mostly disregard the situation whatsoever and is sketching something on a book on the table. The one that wandered over to the doorway. What is it? Who are you? I'm Grimhild, and I seek audience with Sir Godfrey. The one stand relatively well put together and standing towards the back, raises an eyebrow. The eyes, brows, the brows themselves are hidden amongst the <laughs> the state of his face in grayed flesh. He seems to be shining much less with the colors of the rest of them when they're white, blues, and blacks, and simply white that's graying with flecks of black at the edges of his eyes and in the few holes in his flesh. And what might you be looking to see him for? says the one still in front of you, arm barring off the doorway. We're on a quest to destroy great evil in this land, and wish to ask him for advice and perchance assistance. Make me a persuasion check. Can someone back me up on this? 
Yeah, you're the Have ghost whisperer. Another inspiration since the beginning of this game. I know I got did that you use it? When did you use your inspiration? Like five, four sessions, five sessions ago. Yeah, I gave it to you again with one of the other bits. Okay, cool. Then I will use it. Ghost whisperer. I'd offer for Grove to help, but I don't think you want the minus three penalty. No, that's all right. We're here to help. I don't believe this crazy man. Do I get a circumstantial bonus for having my Heart of Darkness background thing? Roll the dice. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Sweet. I, I was hoping for a 15 at least, but I rolled precisely <laughs> average. Yeah. <laughs> you rolled two dice and got 11 and 10. Yep. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> There are many who hunt evils. He turns to look back to the side. The man sitting firmly up. He seems to have still be paying attention, but shifted his weight so his chair has been turned just a touch with a against the floor. Toward us or away from us? Toward you. Continue speaking to me. Seek to destroy Mauer and end his grip on this land. He lingers, the man next to you at least. Hands setting against his uh, dusty brown beard, what remains of it clinging to the pieces of flesh. The one further back, again, clean-shaven, shock-white hair. Is there a particular reason? We've... That we're trying to kill Mauer or that we're trying to see you? Let's say both. Uh, Mauer has done most of us individual wrongs and We've stumbled across something of a prophecy that would assist us in destroying him. And we're surprisingly competent uh, so far. I know I'm surprised. <laughs> you might not think it looking at us. But, and we seek you because one of the few angels that gave a damn about this land made this her home. And we're one of her champions. <sighs> Yosef, step away. They seem at least harmless for now. Uh, not harmless, but sincere. <laughs> the man in the doorway began Thanks, retracting his arm, and then you see as it stiffens again with your comments slipping in there. Thanks, Nick. Good job. He, he means harmful to evil things, generally speaking, and himself on occasion. I don't think anything we've said in the last five minutes has really engendered confidence. He continues pulling his arm out of the way after making a glance over his shoulder at the what you're pretty certain by now is Sir Godfrey. Then nods and continues stepping out of the way. Then come into our home for now. If that is what you're looking for, respite we can offer. Advice I'm not so certain. Material support perhaps? Any kind of edge would be appreciated. I hear that vampire lords don't go down easily. Uh, The man previously um Mentioned as Yosef, uh, he sits in the chair uh, next to Sir Godfrey and seems a bit bitter about the whole business already, dropping himself a bit heavily. And what makes you what makes you so sure you're going to fare better than others? Tell me, what makes you slayers capable of such a thing? The same thing that makes humans capable of surviving in this blasted land, plus a prophecy. Most. Yes, tenacity and a prophecy. 10% concentrated power of will. Yes. Also, a few friends who are also somewhat powerful. In the still, you can hear the brush of wood against stone as the chair that Sir Godfrey is in is pushed back a bit. And he carefully steps to the side. 
hands behind his back, taking large, loping steps, somewhat gracefully, but each step intending to go as far as possible to delay for almost pondering. You can see as he stands that he has a large sword at his side, one that would often be used two-handed by any member of the church to keep its balance. He steps away, back turned, as he continues this walking. So, your presumption is you come here. No to knock, which is curious. Not simply treasure hunters. Come to this room, speak to us about how you, traveling individuals who pass through, with will, focus, and some sort of prophetic visions, brings you to be expecting to defeat the blight upon this land, the fiend who has lived here for hundreds of years. Fiend who has been there before we were even born, before we died, before this entire structure was created, before it fell. And you expect to finish it. He turns as he walks, moving back towards the table. What makes you so confident that you assume that everything here is going your way already? This is a sacred place you have entered, you know this. I can see that your clothes are that of the church. For why do you come here? Specifically, did you hear of us? Not that you were still around. Well, does anyone else want to take care of this? Like people with charisma scores? Probably not Nick. No, Nick. <laughs> who, who has a good charisma score? Because it's not me. Who would you like to talk to them of the rest of us? I mean, the dog. I can keep talking if you want. Like, it might be me. I've got good charisma and I'm an inquisitor. But that's your call. I guess you are you are Grimhild, friend to ghosts. Apparently, well, you were the one they approached, which is why I mean, like Nick has barely an idea what's going on here. Okay, fine. <clears throat> you can ask the same question of you. Your will brought you back from death itself. Why? Puts his hand on his chin. The other one resting against the wood of the table. You can see as the flesh pushes in the wrinkles and stiffness coming from whatever form of death he's gone through. It is not a simple story, though not one I need to tell those who simply come in unannounced. You did knock, which is nicer and why we are having this conversation. To answer... I'm, oh, sorry, I'm not going to interrupt him. I am hearing requests, statements, things that are needing to be done by expectations of those from outside. So I ask you this again, though you have confidence, what is it that we provide? Material? I'm not certain what you're looking for here in an old place of worship. An old place of war? This is a fortress. A holy one, yes, but it's a place for fighting against the darkness. And it seems that you still intend to, but it also seems that you're bound to this place, and as such, cannot bring the fight to Mauer. Previous attempts were large groups, loud, foolish, ill-prepared. I've been to Mauer Estate. I've laid eyes on Mauer. As have I, many times. As is everyone in this room, before you entered, at least. That might be true with all of you, I do not know. Would you have us not try? To give up? To act as mewling sheep? To be fed upon? To be cowed and cowardly? And what would you have us do? I didn't want to interrupt, but Faustus glares at Grimhild until the last outburst. Sir Godfrey gazes with the same cold and not really specific expression. With or without your help, we will destroy him. You can make it easier, you can make it more difficult. 
even if I die in the process, I will kill him. And if all you desire is to cower inside your fortress full of corpses, then so be it. We'll take our leave. You make presumptions, young hunter. Many of them I do not appreciate. You come into my home to yell at me for not aiding you in a task that you have not broken bread with. You have not explained everything to me. You, I have made questions, yes, but you have not spoken to me about them, and simply you turn to anger as your first response. This is not encouraging as a solution. Fine. And she'll lay out the plan that we have so far. Just collect this stuff, break into his house. So do we have a... What is our large-scale plan at the moment? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a worthwhile question. Like, how are, like, I would like you to explain this in character, please. <laughs> well, I, that's the thing. It's like... Because I'm not sure you guys do, and that's why it's worthwhile explaining in character. <laughs> I don't know if I can explain it in character. Because... So... Because these things happen weeks apart. Con- Conrad uh, reaches into his satchel and pulls out the notebook. Yeah. I mean... And I, we explain our allies, and I, because like here's the thing, like my character knows stuff about Mauer Estate that I don't. Which which notebook is this, Conrad? Uh, just the notebook. I've been uh, keeping notes of. You wrote know, the prophecy in it. Most yeah, of the prophecy. Yeah, all stuff keep, about it. All we pull out that weird it. magic thing that we have. The one part of the prophecy that we've collected. Uh, the Inquisitor kept that bit, I believe. Or yeah. Um, I thought we were keeping it until he until we were. I, I thought Remkrolls was keeping it until we needed it. Nice. I don't believe he was. I mean, if he yeah, did, no, then he like that's then that's on me. Back. But I'm pretty sure he gave it back immediately. Yeah, okay. yeah. I think he gave it back. Okay, my bad. Then yes, I, I would have it on me. The toys he didn't give back, like the cool pop out rapier and stuff. Right, the stuff yes. that was his, he kept. Yes, then, no, then, then I would still have it in my necklace collection. Yes, the. <laughs> Copper and ruby amulet set with rams and ravens. So you slide that across the table along with the notebook. Yes. I'll say, be careful with that. It's by by my uh, by my knowledge, it has a rather aversive effect to the undead. One moment here. He begins to open. He opens the notebook, uh, the bindings around it, and starts flipping through it. His hand uh, scraping the amulet closer to him. Faustus. Uh crosses his arms over his chest and leans against the wall, disinterested. We've gathered information. We know more or less where all the pieces are, and we've collected two of them already. To everyone in here, as he's looking over this, you hear a (laughs) sound of something falling, breaking, something stone-like. seems from below you, and a ways away, over to the east. No, the the Conrad head statue. Uh, I'll, I'll take a look at that. Snick is super fast. He will, uh, same head Every, down the stairs. And yeah, the others, the uh, individual reanimated knights look up at this, but seeing you f- move, don't uh, follow. And just as you as you rush by, let me know if it's a problem. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll be sure to give it my uh, come and help me scream rather than my you guys are surprised going scream. Nice. You've got it. Where's the map reversed? It's a different map. Yeah, it's, it'd be on the because it's a bottom and east, so it'd be like a floor down from here-ish. <laughs> um, yeah, so don't worry about it. I'm not going to like forcibly drag the maps around. I don't want to go through oh, all that trouble. That's good. That that says something. <laughs> um, <laughs> as you run down there, um, make me a perception check. Oh, good. Uh, check the Conrad head statue. Four. Sweet nice. four. 
Was it just Wait. him going down? One of these no, days I'm going to get a zero. Oh, nice. How do you do this? <laughs> How do I do it? Hey, he rolled a 26 earlier. Okay. Nick goes sprinting down, and Grove, you follow at a relatively quick pace afterwards. Um, you push back through the uh, balcony segments and move over to the hallways uh, where you heard the sound coming from. And indeed, it seemed to be coming from the alcove where previously you had seen the severed head of Conrad on a pedestal. Um, as you approach over there, um, Nick, you go sprinting past the green velvet curtain. You find inside just... Uh, mass of broken white shards on the ground. Grove, as you pass by, following after him, you see, pressed up against one of the walls in a sitting position is a, uh, porcelain doll that you know. Oh, what did he fucking do? It belongs to Justice, that thing. Its name's Victor, maybe? I don't know. It's it's sitting there in one of the corners. Um, Not inside that room, specifically, but along one of the hallways. Snatch it up handily. Because fucking Faustus, what did you do? And then look at Nick and ask, what, what's the damage? Uh, the damage is, it's, it's damaged. I, I, what do you want me to tell you? It's, there's a heavy chunk of stone there. Like, it's shattered, but it's not like glass. It doesn't break into a million pieces. There's plenty of small pieces that fell off, but there's a few hefty chunks. One containing lips. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't broken, because I'm sure they're attached to it. It's broken. It was if it was completely destroyed it i'm holding its lips in my hand a little bit of wood glue no worries we we can fix that i'm gonna go take faustus's toy back he's like palming it by the head okay so if you realize you're about to get shanked by a puppet I look forward to this. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it'll be fun. <laughs> so you head back in that direction, the uh, doll just dangling below your hand. Go up the stairs and call for Faustus. Sure, we'll get to that in just a sec. Um, so as this all happened, um, Godfrey continues looking over this, raising up the piece of jewelry and its copper-colored body. This is powerful. It is something of import, I see. You're better prepared than I assumed. He glances up from the pages. He sets the amulet back down across them with a... You're not bound here. This is a place of strategy and of rest. If you think we have not attempted to dispose of the fiend in past, you are wrong. Many of these men have fallen many times before. And so to hear bravado in the face of this, it is tiresome. This is not to disregard your attempts. It is to make you understand what we have gone through. To see a sword enter through a body again and again. To see people broken and fall that you cherish. First with flesh, then with bone. I, I sympathize. We are old. And therefore, we wait. We wait for instruction. But our charge for now is to keep... This hold as it is and free of those who would invade. Now you do not seem that sort, am I correct? Of course not. I will speak to Vladimir and see of his regard. Though as far as I know, he has... You see, as pulls his lip in for the first time, not as cool and confident as the rest, and more ponderous in an almost worried way, as he bites his lip for a moment. Not like a scared, but more of just a moving his mouth to try and force out words. He is taken to attrition, which is 
not hardening him, certain. So I will speak with him for now and see what he decrees. So, Godfrey. <clears throat> yes. Thank, thank you. He steps, patient, walk around. Uh, as he does so, there's a sound from below of Faustus! No, he doesn't say that. Oh, what do you say? It was more that he came upstairs and he's going oh, to. I thought you like, said you were going to call. No, call from him from the hallway on the second okay. floor. Like, go and stick a head in and. Faustus! Faustus! it wait. Holds up Victor by the skull or by the head. You hear in your head, Faustus. He is quite rough. <laughs> Help. Help. Fine, <laughs> he'll step out into the hall and he'll pull out his hand to take Victor back. He will kind of gingerly, like, you know, he's not a real gentle man, but he'll roll his eyes and, like, place it in your hand like a kid uh, or adult place it into, like, a kid's hand. I don't know what you were doing, but please be careful with the sculptures. Nick holds up the lip slice he has. Meanwhile, while the revenants is like, uh, can I get you anything? Some soda? I mean, it's a it's an endless ghostly purgatory, so pretty much I mean, just see. I mean, we got some hardtack and ectoplasm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Dr. I guess Pepper. I could get you some fresca, but Dr. Pepper. <laughs> oh, good. There are ghost worms in it. Did you know Dr. Pepper doesn't have an expiration date? <laughs> that, that sounds like good. a shitty urban legend. <laughs> Offering you the Dr. Pepper and Twinkies, great. <laughs> Sorry. He'll put Victor back in his pack. Through his mind. You were only supposed to look. It was high up. I grabbed the cloth. It wasn't my fault it tilted. Okay. It's, it's exclusively his fault. Yeah, he'll step back into the room. Grumble wanted to be angrier, but enjoyed how nice the doll looked. Grumble, grumble, grumble. Uh, Go pet dog. I'll just, I apologize for my rudeness. I understand your fervor. It's a good trait in some, but learn to rein it in. He says this without facing you, just pausing, but then continues passing by. She doesn't talk back, but she thinks it's way easier to rein it in when murdering stuff (laughs) than when talking to people. That's concerning. (laughs) No, no, like, she doesn't just run at problems head first. Yeah. She's just shitty at talking to them. Grove can sympathize. <laughs> exactly, yes, exactly. Conrad's probably tearing up a little. I'm I'm just role-playing my low charisma. Well, not super low charisma, but my at-best average charisma. Wait, Conrad's tearing up? Yeah. Is there something the matter, child? Says one of the ones on the right. Tall, fair-haired. His skin's taken on almost a pallid uh, stone gray color. Before you say anything, this guy's probably a couple hundred years old. He's allowed to call your child. <laughs> no, he's like, <laughs> it's been a long time <laughs> since, since I've been called child. <laughs> I'm <sorry>, dead. <laughs> I'm sorry, that got me really off guard. <laughs> Susan. I don't know why, but that was really funny to me. It's what I seek to do in life. Make people laugh. It's just the the talk we've been having. Bring back memories. Eventually they're all you have left. To learn to live with them. Or die with them, as it were. You hear a kind of leather noise as you see the corner of his mouth turn. We've all seen too much. Is that worse than seeing too little? Sometimes it rather feels it. He nods. If times were better, I would offer you a drink right now. 
Thank you. We haven't had much in the winery in years, however, so... He sort of shrugs at lack of a remaining word. Yosef, on the other side, seems to have relatively calmed down and uh, seems to be busying himself with a knife, uh, working on a piece of wood, making markings in it. Please take a seat. He'll likely be a while, says the other one. Very carefully sit in a seat that may hold a pile of bones, but perhaps not a fully... like. A full man in chainmail armor. Well, you notice that despite there being cobwebs in this room, it's relatively less dusty than a lot of them. This room actually seems like it gets comparatively consistent use. There's a maid skeleton that comes through with a feather duster. No, no, no. That's when you actually get to uh, not Castle Ravenloft slash not Castlevania. That one has a vacuum cleaner, though. No, no. That's the Kung Fu uh, one with the vacuum cleaner. We, 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 <laughs> you're the Luigi's Mansion. We get there. It's just like... See, this is the problem with none of you taking whips as your preferred weapons. Come on now. I no, I will use a whip. I, that's why I took first style, so I can use shit like whips. Mario. You, if you give me vampire Mario? killer, I will use it. <laughs> Mario. Mario. Also, if you give me a weird vacuum, I'll use that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a vacuum that you detaches, so you have a whip uh, and a shield. Vacuum doesn't sound like a finesse weapon, so if you give me a vacuum, I unfortunately won't use it. <laughs> no, it's, like the, it's the hand dust, like dust devil ones. Those are finesse weapons. Oh, oh the dagger version of a vacuum. Got exactly. I do love my throwing vacuum. Oh, you know what? Let's bloodlines it up. Give Nick a whip, and I'll take a lance. That lets me do, do super jumps. Hey. Um, but as it <laughs> is... Let's not bloodline it up. That is a bad game. Uh, it's not a terrible game, but it's not as, as it is, they seem relatively peaceful for the moment, everyone in here. Yeah, I'll take a seat. I I must know, what is it that brings you all back? He eyes you from... Well, which one are you? Are you talking to anyone in particular or just talking to the room at large? Left the one, one friendly with North Conrad. One? Sure, the one uh, directly next to you then. Um, he turns to face you and eyes you up. As he does so, you can feel an almost presence from his vision as he stares at you it's strange to see something so laden with mana in an expression it's not quite magic but it's something almost penetrating you traveling through the air why do you wish to know because the only way we're going to defeat more is by understanding everything about this place and by understanding life and death itself it is difficult to say. He turns his eyes to the side, lost for a moment, and looks back up a bit steely for a moment, as if contemplating. Uh, make me a persuasion check. Sure. Oh, uh, actually, a 21. Okay. With actual 19. The easiest say would be rage, in a sense. Very little red for that. But it's true. They're not ours. Will. Rancor. And prayer, but not ours again. All of those separate for, I guess, some of our will is our own, clearly. But our rage is that of the commander, and our prayers are that of the angel. The commander and the angel are what brought you back? Between the two of them, or his impetus to drive everything, to find some peace in stoic vengeance, I suppose. Though what brought us back would continue to bring us back. Was it intentional? 
Did it happen by accident? Can it be duplicated? I don't know. I didn't have to do anything. I found myself stirring below a grave. Wood, dirt, no taste, no sense. But I found myself arising again to the face of the commander, setting us once again to service as if we had never fallen, using songs I thought long dead. Which, well, it does raise other questions that are deeply theologically disturbing. I'm not certain I follow. He drums his fingers against the wooden table. His companion next to him, who had taken out to writing something down in a journal, looks at him harshly and brushes his hand away. Sorry, sorry. It's known that angels can die, if rarely. But the entity in this keep is new, no? I'm not sure of what you speak of, he says. You can see as his face tries to furrow his brow. It doesn't replicate the human emotion quite as well as it should, the muscles straining to reach there across his skull. The angel is here. We saw it. She is dead. I saw that. More dead than you. Or else something new. Somewhere between life and death. He looks up from Fastest over to the rest of you. Is this true? I saw it as well. Most assured. Yeah, it's like a, a shadow almost, but definitely Where? in, in uh, the main hall. Yeah, first floor, in the middle. He looks to the others. Yosef, are you wanting to do anything? Looks up. We were told to wait. I will send a soldier down then. Yosef nods sternly, not really looking up from his woodwork. Excuse me. The man you were speaking to uh, steps out into the hallway and after and uh, heads over to the door at the end and steps into it. What's he working on for his woodworking? Grove's going to judge. Um, it seems to be just a piece of wood right now. He's whittling it down um, to get a look across it, how he's removing some of the large chunks and uh, sweeping cuts. It might end up being a slightly curved knife handle. Um, it's relatively early on in the process. The wood seems relatively raw, but he moves with pretty regular precision. He's probably had practice. That was about the thing is that you can see from where he is. Firstly, that there are quite a few shavings of wood at his feet. Some of them having been pressed down into the ground. We open the door to the back room and a wave of wooden toys just piles out. (laughs) Is no Blinsky the first? (laughs) No, Grove's really bad at things, so he's probably, like, is caught staring if this guy cares. What is your man going to do? Take a picture. It last longer. <laughs> he's going to possibly send one of the soldiers down and see what they will view. You must already be aware, right? Of what? Of what I said? That the, the angel remains? I have seen her die. I have not seen her rise other than that. If what you're saying is true, it's troubling. If. Shh. Shh. So, oh, did you have something else? Uh, Faustus will just kind of look and purse his lips in thought and go and lean up against the wall. Okay. Um, is anyone else doing anything? I don't think so. I think Grove is just observing because this is strange. He has questions, but he'll save it for when there's not 
that's whatever the fuck floating around here. Faustus will turn and walk out of the room. Sure. Where are you heading? Uh, he'll walk out over by Nick and whisper, Nick, do you think you can follow that man that stepped away? I would rather know if an ambush is being prepared for us. Only issue I have with that is that, uh, well, we were specifically told not to go near that part. Uh, in other words, I'm afraid of causing an ambush looking out for one. I understand your trepidation. All right. He'll step down the stairs then. And once he's out of sight, he'll set Victor down. Is there something else? Can you go find that man who stepped away? Or else the commander who stepped away before? They are either so ignorant as to be dangerous, or so intelligent as to be dangerous. I'll do my best. Which would you prefer me find? I would rather you find them ignorant. <laughs> me as well, but what would you? Pref- which of the two would you prefer me find? The two individuals? Find the man who stepped away, the soldier second. Find him first. See if he is looking for the angel or if he's looking for the commander. Of course. And stay, stay within range. I wish to be able to find you if necessary. This is a dangerous place we've entered. He nods. It's a stiff caricature of a nod, but he does so nonetheless. And then takes calm uh, procedure practiced of grabbing onto the edges of steps and lowering himself down. And Faustus will come back up the stairs. Okay. Um, there are... If and Does anyone have anything else to do, firstly? No. Uh, the dog wanders. Tries to see if he gets any pets. Does he get pets? Yosef regards it cool, uh, very coldly, which is to say, barely at all. Just like tilting his head away from it and scraping the wood piles slightly <laughs> to the right. Poor pup. Um, as he rounds the table, though, the one on the far side who had been disregarding most things for the moment, sketching something, um, bends down some bony fingers and scratches under his chin. You sits down and begins raising his head up so the scratches continue going upwards the entire length of his neck. Um, okay. After a few minutes, Faustus, you uh, hear inside your head, oh, I didn't chase him long. He was returning. Remain out of sight then. Is he accompanied by anyone? He seems alone. Good. Wait there for now. Within the... Says. Sure. You continue getting uh, really no response uh, from Victor, but the clear notion that he wasn't going to leave. And then within the minute, um, he remarks how the man is climbing back up the stairs and he enters back into the hallway at the far end. Soon he steps back into the room, sliding in after nodding to those outside. Someone will be on watch. They should see if anything happens there. How many years have you been here and not noticed? His neutral expression turns at the edges just slightly, and you can see his eye is hardened. You're making very large presumptions that the curse didn't follow you. This is not something we've seen. I would have been happy to tell you otherwise. It's a reasonable assumption to make, given what we've seen here, I believe. Make what you will. But I'm telling you what I know, whether you choose to believe it. You and your friends are new. I've never seen or heard of anything like you. Not many people come out here. Not many people are in such strange times and circumstances. Yes. I offer you my sincerest contrition that I do not know the circumstances around why this could never happen elsewhere. Maybe it just wasn't replicated. And I don't know 
why this creature that you speak of, something between life and death of angelic presence, is not something I've seen. Did you never ask in however long you've been here? I put a hand on Faustus. Where's Faustus compared to you was leaning up against that wall. You can see it's actually appropriate where it is right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to stand a little bit and be like Faustus. What? Needling the same point over and over again is not particularly useful, nor is aggravating these soldiers who have given their lives multiple times on the behalf of others. Their service is admirable. Their aid is not forthcoming. Faustus. To be fair, if someone told me they were going to go kill a vampire lord, I'd be wary of putting any trust in them either. Very well. We'll sit here and wait. Cannot disrespect the hosts. There's a moment where he stands there stiffly, lowering his hand, moving back over to his chair. If there's an open seat, Grove will sit down and whittle across from the whittler. Yeah, there's not one across, but there's one next to him. Sure. Tilt up. He doesn't actually respond when people act, uh, give him instructions on stuff like this. He's very like quiet and will just always listen to what he says to do. Like no nods, no nothing, just very focused and hands almost trembling. Yosef doesn't even seem to be looking up as he's giving instruction. It's very minor touches. It's more about like how you're holding your hands at any given time, but it's just tiny things, statements of just like shift grip up harder. Fast. It's not It's not even frequent, like, is the thing. It's maybe once every couple of minutes as time does pass on. First five yeah. and ten. And, and, yeah, Grove will shake. When he does have the instructions get, he kind of flinches a bit, but yeah, he's going to keep doing it. Also, one of the reasons I'm not super worried is because there's a window here we can jump out of. I said it will As long as somebody's got a plan. Oh, yeah. Oh, my plan's to kill them all. They're just ghosts. Hmm. That went super well last time. <laughs> Those were super ghosts. Yeah. These With, look like without, regular without, guys. No, no. these are the same water. fucking pogs, dude. It's fine. Yeah, Faustus will uh, communicate with Victor. Victor, can you find the commander and use all your ability to hide, all your ability to be silent? They're walks in the door while you're saying that. <laughs> no, that was hilarious. He's just slowly saying that. <laughs> Can you do it? Oh, he's right here. Never mind. Yeah. As you're saying this, you hear the door being pushed back open. And the man you saw previous, uh, Godfrey, steps back through. I'll give up my seat for him. He walks in, but uh, sets a hand on your shoulder, cold and heavy, but keeps moving past. Tully's standing at the head of the table. You know, I think I'm sitting in the fireplace. <laughs> You're leaning against the man. It's warm. There's actually a flame there. Helping oh, God! The lit. <laughs> I wear my coat and my lantern oil. It's the driest I've been all week. <laughs> I appreciate that it currently this, uh, this conference table is grow... <laughs> it's... Just Grove and one of the soldiers next to the guy, then some more soldiers. <laughs> Grove probably didn't notice he got there, and they were like, oh, like, step up, walk, walk, walk over. And that was where the guy was sitting before. Erica's little woodland. woodland. 
So he'll look up after he steps up, probably at a cough, and then like, step up and back up a bit. Your plight is admirable. And I wish I could assist in any way possible. But it's my job to stand by what I am told. So, as it is, I cannot offer you any aid directly. He bows his head as saying this, and turns to face away, arms crossed behind his back. You require material, arms, a place to stay for a night, that is one thing. I can offer you that. Oh, probably nothing compared to that which you wield. I'm sorry. Well, it's worth a shot. I guess we got other places to be. Why not? Uh, Nick starts just walking away. Because of our oaths, our bonds, that which keeps us here, we're all in service. What are your oaths? To serve Lord Horngard as best as possible, and follow his orders, his decisions, what he determines to be the best way, and he has disagreed. Do you think he would listen to an appeal? I doubt that. He has grown tired of many things, more than many of us. If nothing else, there do seem to be new happenings in this place. What do you speak of, in particular? I look at the others because I have a habit of saying things without asking the others. <laughs> Wait, what are you about to say? Talking the, about the angel. The, the, angel. the zombie angel. Grove will, like, give a head nod of, like, yeah, like, uh, <laughs> nod at the guy. If only because he's really interested in if this thing is, like, seeing this thing in person. Kind of a morbid curiosity. Well, as we entered the main chamber, the spectral form of an angel passed above us. Was it the spectral form of an angel, or did we just see an angel's shadow? You just saw a shadow. Yeah, yeah. shadow of a large-winged humanoid. <clears throat> Which in Innistrad generally means angel, but not always. Little more than a shadow, but each of us saw it. He doesn't say anything for a while. He just simply sees his body slowly rolls with the mimicking motions of breath. I wonder, I wonder what Vionia would have thought of all this. I thought of what remains, her prayers, her hymns, taken for us, and what that means for her. He turns back to you. You can see his face still, but he has a stiffness that doesn't seem to be related to his state of death. The stone gray tensing at the edges of his blackened eyes. I've thought I have heard her in my times, on and off, unsatisfied, unresting, disappointed. <sighs> but I have not seen a shadow, though I wish I had. Just what it feels to be close to her once again. You can make no guarantees, but I feel like I can perform, perform all of the communing rituals I know. I do not know one that would reach through to whatever would become of an angel or what even would become of an angel <laughs> it's possible that her duty binds her yet to this place the man who was friendly to you earlier had had the discussions with Faustin I sent one of the soldiers down he is scouting at least to see if there's anything of clear note this is your chance you know a chance for what? to feel her again? to act our motives are pure, our cause is just, and we are not going to be denied, and you can help us. I don't think you understand. Faustus, if duty sustains you, what do you think happens to you when you break your oath? Perhaps. If you would like to know, I can tell you. I've seen it. Please. The eyes go first. They fade, collapse. It's where it's all seen from, isn't it? The flesh decays. 
aging to where it should be, as opposed to sustained like we have forced it to be. The body crumbles and turns. It's what remains of control over muscles and strength falls away. What little animation over our dead bones falls out beneath. I've seen them fall, silent but aching, shivering as they collapse into nothingness, become one with desolation, little more than dust and armor. I have not given up on Lord Horngard. I may disagree with him at times, but I will never give up on Lord Horngard, not because of this, though it did steal my resolve, because I would not become like those who gave up. Thank you, then, for your time. Do you think if returned with more concrete assurances, he might change his mind? I couldn't say. It is possible, though. He doesn't seem to think he can be killed, or even... I don't know if he thinks he should anymore. I will speak to him further. I appreciate the meeting. I'm sorry I interrupted you. What were you going to say? I was simply going to ask if there's any chance he would listen to us. If he won't listen to me, I doubt there would be any regard. We barely convinced this man with full leave of his senses. I suspect one a bit uh, more far gone would be much more difficult. Once again, thank you for at least hearing us out. I hope when our plans are more fully formed, there will still be a spot for us in your audience chambers. You have braved it here once so far. We have seen fit to show you what hospitality we can. Be assured that if you offer us no harm, then that will continue to be the case. He pulls out the collar of Avison. (laughs) He pulls down his mail just slightly. And you can see that there is set against his chest the point that it's almost fused with his flesh, a slightly tarnished collar of Avison. May they watch eternal. Ever vigilant. I have one more question. Conrad winces. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Grimhild like looks at you like with a don't fuck this, don't <laughs> don't do it! Don't you do it! Don't do it! I say that to you. Don't you do it? He doesn't even look at Grimhild or Conrad. Don't you do it? The corners of his eyes are softer, vulnerable. What? So you're saying go for them? Can we attack? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What? Just letting you know. What is it like on the other side of death? Conrad eases up a small bit. <laughs> it's interesting. You see as he, so full of regret moments ago and stiff, softens as well his entire posture. He begins walking again, closer to you. It isn't bad, but I wish I could explain it better. Those who call it asleep are not wrong. It is restful, but I can't remember it as well. Like a dream fleeting before my eyes as I grasp for it in the morn, as I used to anyway. And I don't know what it's like anymore, being freed from that. I can tell you, it was still, and there was nothing harmful. But I couldn't tell you if it was good, but I could tell you it was peaceful. Were you alone? He once again makes the motion with his mouth as if trying to figure out words before he says them. I would like to assure you and say I wasn't, but again, I don't know. Do you always know when you're asleep that you're next to those that you wish you were? You know when you wake and you know when you drift off. But in between, even though, as you wake, you forget that they were, there was ever a possibility that they weren't, you can't be certain. Yes, you can. You always know when you sleep alone. And he turns and walks out of the room. Carmel audibly rolls her eyes. No. <laughs> 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 
Okay. A slide whistle noise. All of you can see is uh, Faust is leaves from the room, mm-hmm. pushing through the doorway. I suppose that's our cue. And yes, you we, yes, thank you. If you do ever see more of her, please speak with her. Your best. Perhaps it's only those that she doesn't know, or that haven't left this world. I couldn't say. Oh. If you're looking for any... Oh, sorry? No, it's fine. Let him finish. Let us finish first. If you're looking for any supplies of sorts, there are a few casks of probably mostly vinegared wine, and some basic repair equipment in the floor below. If you're looking for any of that, feel free. I would avoid the chapel. Some of us who are a bit far gone have ventured there. Grimhild looks at Conrad like a, should you tell him or should I or should we not? I feel like it's good to be open with them. <laughs> uh, sadly, we encountered them before running into... That would explain the blood on your clothes. It is certainly ours. I would expect. There's probably some spider bits, too. But that's unrelated. Yes, well, there, there's but one spider left. Then when you do leave, I would suggest not sticking to the roads nearby here as soon as possible, as they will most certainly be returning. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and he nods. Yeah, we'll be. So who's up uh, to some Gra- forest walk? As Graves gonna as... stick around. Oh, okay, sure. As the other two slip out, he opens his mouth as if to say something, and then turns to look over to Grove. Good old Grave Hacker. <laughs> Grave Hacker. Uh, he'll. Uh, ask him if I may speak with you in private for a moment. He sizes you up, but then nods. Decides um, he could take you. <laughs> Even the dog lift. <laughs> well, and, yeah. Uh, Grimhild's the best sorts of pets. He's fallen Grimhild. The dog ventured to the throne. He gestures into the adjacent room. Um, pushes open the doorway. Uh, you can see inside, it's a relatively simple, uneventful room. It's more of a closet than anything. It's a relatively small. You can see a few beat-up pieces of armor here and some old clothing, many of it moth-eaten. Uh, Grove will bow and thank you. I get a little overwhelmed with lots of people. Not all were built for talking. <laughs> he, just, he gives a little wry laugh of like, yeah, I can fucking understand that. Um, <laughs> he laughs and dust pours out. <laughs> <laughs> like three moths pour out of his mouth. His lungs are moth-eaten too. The moths mean it was really good. <laughs> so three moths up. Three and a half moths. <laughs> half moth because it's only in a poopa. Poopa? Listen. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> if I... I'm going to be blunt and simple. Do. That's the best way to do things. As somebody who has lost a family member and is known to have people disappear, I ask that you take up Conrad's request for a calling. A calling. Purely because uh, for your... What was the angel's name? Crap. Bionia. Bionia? Sorry. Bionia. Yeah. Down. If only because if I can put myself in her shoes, well, she's probably following her creed, always watching, always vigilant, but might be a little embarrassed or uncomfortable showing herself if she is, as we have suggested, somebody close to her call her might be uh, helpful, 
I have tried. This is not flippant disregard. I appreciate your speaking to me about it, but I'm not sure what you expect at this point. Conrad's better with the whole holy thing, but I'm just talking from personal experience. Well, if you've tried yourself, that's fine. I'm just, I know he, for as strange as an old as he is, seems to be able to talk with the angels better than most. When you say old, starts chuckling. You can hear the rasp of his lungs trying to work properly for that. Let me show you old. (laughs) Present company excluded. Sorry, sir. Still, maybe, maybe this is something you could do better. I invite you to try. I would ask that you and those willing to come, if only because a family reunion is usually better when family's there. You haven't met my family. (laughs) I will speak with them and consider. If it be, we will do on your return to another time. That's that's fine. He nods. I appreciate your candor. (sighs) Shakily lets out a breath and then just (laughs) turns and leaves. (laughs) I I appreciate your candor. A good feature for some. Learn to rein it in. (laughs) 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 Nods, takes a breath, and then leaves. Damn, that was some sass I was expecting. <laughs> okay. Um, so you all head out? Yeah. Okay. As you all leave through the stone uh, stone walls and the wooden door, see as Godfrey steps up to it to see you all off. To you would-be slayers of vampires, please take care. Trust in those who you can, but be wary of all. I'm certain you know this, but it is vital these lands are to ever triumph for someone to try something new and to leave that manor alive. Mm. Yeah, she'll come uh, Farewell nod. He gives a slow, deep one as well and then turns back into the room. <laughs> okay, as you head out to the what dreary window and candlelight there is, get back down to the lower floor. Faustus, where did you head off to? To brood. It's space. The final frontier. Angst. Just kicking down the door to that angel mausoleum. <laughs> we never did figure it out. <laughs> Maybe there's nothing to figure out. I mean, to be fair, no one asked about that. <laughs> Wait, what? It seemed rude. No one asked if there was a puzzle to solve. <laughs> it seems rude to ask that. <laughs> no, that's fair. <laughs> also, I mean, I'm, I'm happy with my weapon so far. Eh, Grove kind of wants a bigger axe just because there's bigger things, but he can make one. I mean, you generally use your bow anyway. Plus, a bigger axe would stop giving you uh, yeah, dex you, bonuses. Yeah, you wouldn't use your sweet dex. Battle axe counts as dex. Right, oh, okay. So you're, oh, you only have a hand axe. Right, right, right. Honestly, Nick is only marginally better off with an actual weapon than he is with a spork. You can have my hand attack works. <laughs> <laughs> so. Dude, you need to kill someone with a spork. <laughs> One rank of monks, you can karate chop people in the back of the neck, and then they die. <laughs> What's up? Judo chop. Jab them in the chest and their heart explodes. Oh man, you would be able to do that, wouldn't you? See, high level monk can do the quivering palm, but you can just sneak attack and stab right through the chest, Kalima. Oh man. Yeah, like Nick has already got all the sneak attack stuff for duelists, and it's just be like, you, and then punches them and they explode. Rogue rogue monks are always weird. Just like sneak up on someone and drop kick them in the back of the neck. Okay, but with this said, as you head back down to the lower floors, Faustus, where are you? Uh, Faustus is going to be 
probably standing on the north side of the keep looking at the forest. Uh, outside or? Outside. Okay. Uh, since Nick left way early, he has gathered up what pieces he can of the marble and uh, put them <laughs> under the blanket. <laughs> sure. Uh, you gather them together, kind of worming what pieces of cracks seem to coalesce with each other. It's a crude jigsaw puzzle, and that should be fine for a couple of seconds while you throw it over and pretend it's not there anymore. <laughs> Dust his hands off. Well, it's, it's an Avison's hands now. <laughs> <laughs> it's indestructible now. <laughs> Truer words have never been said. Look, if it's already broken, it can't be broken again. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, Victor could have fucked that up so much more. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't bring its face to Faustus as like some <laughs> kind of trophy. <laughs> look, Papa, look, it's look beautiful. What I, today. <laughs> I want it as a mask. <laughs> <laughs> Make me a new head. <laughs> no, he, he just glues some sticks to like the eyes and the mouth and stuff like that. And oh my god, makes crude puppets like masquerade masks. Well, I was gonna say he turns his own face into like a Mr. Pup, uh, Mr. Uh, Potato Head. Oh my god. <laughs> oh god. So Ron Rickles just died. How dare you? <laughs> and his geist lives on as a tiny doll. Okay, but real talk. Uh, so what do y'all do? I like to imagine that scouting knight just came back. It's like, dude, they left a horse in our lobby. <laughs> <laughs> also an impenetrable semisphere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they really fucked oh, like the horse. <laughs> <laughs> the horse just standing on it at a 45 degree angle. Couldn't they put this fucking thing like 10 feet to the left? It's right in front of the stairs. <laughs> it doesn't block you. <laughs> oh, those poor knights. Uh, how's this little sit and work in a notebook? We leave without him. Uh, yeah, if he has any spare time, Nick is skulking around the church looking for weird shadows. I think Grove Wh- goes. Which part, the, which part of where? We only saw it in the entry hall, didn't we? Yeah. You only did there, and so you saw it on the ground floor, but you also didn't investigate a lot of the ground floor, so I don't... Yeah, like, so are you investigating just the rest of it? The ground floor, yeah. Okay, sure. What room are you going to? I'll, I'll follow along with him. I mean, like, the actual well, uh, hall, like the open part that we were in. Oh, okay, sure. Do you yeah. tell yeah, but, like It's not easily less searching for it and just seeing if it happens again, basically. Um, Roman investigation check. Uh, not Natural 20. 20. Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's two this session. I guess that's my allotment for the year. You see, you look around, and you're not exactly sure what you're looking for. Shadows, obviously, but would those rest around? The feathers seem to fall and graze across other shadows and just fuse amongst them. As you look around, start staring at pieces of the room. Um, do you want to drag your pog down here so I can position it right? Yeah, one moment. Where is my pog? Uh, there. <sighs> Uh, as you go looking around through the white stone and rugs, you find yourself up against one of the doors, and you can see right below the bottom of it, there is a dull red-orange from the seam, like flickering flame that is quite bright. It was very subtle, but it caught your eye out of the corner when searching through shadows, since it's the only thing that seemed to disrupt them. Uh, I'm going to put it near the door, see if there's any obvious noise going on the other side. You set up against it um, as it's pressed there. Doesn't seem to be much until you hear like a... No, I can do the sound, but a pop of a fire. But it's not even particularly loud. Oh, what the hell? Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Let's uh, let's open it up. I can, I can always run to the coward sphere. 
<laughs> sure, sure. What is uh, the point of the <clears throat> Okay. So as you step inside, you see that there's a, it's a wood panel den, but by this point must have been ransacked. It's furnishings like tossed about, not simply destroyed through age or the like, but thrown everywhere. There's a hearth that is uh, dark metal dominating the west wall between uh, two narrow windows. Standing upright against the north wall is a uh, coffin made of a deep black wood. And next to it, you can see a few pieces of tangled metal that are tarnished silver. It seems to have at one point been some progress toward a uh, graft digger's cage. But as you look in here, that hearth, the flame is a lot smaller than it honestly should have been for the light it was casting and the sound of the cracks. And as you're in here, the fire continues to make a low. What do you do? Is there like a, like a poker or, uh, you know, any sort there of seems to be an ornate uh, brass one next to it. I poke around in there. Sure. As you move up towards it and move to place your hand on the poker, the fire erupts would be a way to say it. But I think that's a bit, I think that's a bit too broad of a spectrum. Um, it emanates, it unfolds. The flame begins spiraling out from where its center point is, the ball widening in the place. And there is a sound, a low hum. <clears throat> and the hum increases over a number of seconds, very short, round 10. It's rhythmic, soft, reverent. And then something, a shape, pours free from the flame. Carved out of fire itself, the blazing pieces turning into unfurling wings, the body of red and orange, smokeless flame as it emerges from the hearth, an angelic figure composed of pure fire, the heat going across your face that steps out, its wings bear out to either side, nearly scraping up against the back wall. And as it does so, you can feel a pressure of wind <sighs> blast across your face, warm, hot. And as it does so, it gazes down on you with sharp eyes. I'm going to need you to roll me initiative. Fuck. This is why I asked if you told any of us what you were doing. <laughs> Nick, why do you keep getting in fighting scary shit by yourself? I love it. Scary fire shit in particular. You did pretty good. Damn. Good job. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, let's yeah. Like, <laughs> bow and then scurry away. Yes, if only there was uh, an impenetrable dome killed. of force within running range of you. Just scream, Nick. We'll be there in a hurry. No need to worry. Because, baby, there ain't no fault. Okay. So, place. as it bears its wings wide and looks down at you, towering over you in size before it even was hovering off the ground, a trail connecting it back to the hearth. What do you do? Um, is there anything around this room? Uh, looking for a bucket of water. They probably don't just keep that around. They there probably doesn't seem it. to be anything of the sort. There seems to be a few overturned tables. To and... be fair, just because you're rolling initiative uh -huh. doesn't mean in fiction. Yeah, no, he doesn't like go into fighting mode. <laughs> It's more like, oh shit, she's on fire. I'm, I'm marking out a puddle of water for you. <laughs> so, so it's not the impenetrable Doom of Force? Okay. 
Um, well, it would take me. I'd need two turns just to get out of the room, I think, because these are 10 foot squares. They are 10 foot. Yeah. Even with your dashes and such? Um, I think with the dash, I might be able to make it to like here. Those are 10 foot squares. The thing at the top right says five feet. Uh, he expanded it a bit for this level. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, yeah, the upper floor is different scale. Like the bottom one is 10 foot squares. <laughs> just okay. to fuck with me. Stairs look the same. This size. is why we don't go on solo adventures, Nick. It's I, fine. Guys, I, okay, so what do you do? I believe in Nick. And I need an answer. Uh, yeah, he, well, he draws his dagger defensively, uh, like more of just to sort of keep it away, uh, and is going to, uh, I'll just say, it was, if that was you earlier, it might look a lot different. Not a conversationalist. It's not an angel. It's on fire. <laughs> it's a thing shaped like an angel. It eyes you as you speak to it, um, but it seems cotton poise at the moment. What do you do? Do you take any actions other than just pulling out your dagger? Um, who wants a hug? I can't recall the angel's name. Vionia. Vionia. Uh, they'll just say Vionia. With an obvious question mark at the end and then back up five feet. Okay. Is that what you do for your turn? Mm-hmm. Okay. She doesn't take an attack of opportunity on you, even if you didn't disengage, which I presume you did. Yeah. As you step away, you hear a rush, a hiss like that of fire against water. Please. This place, my nights, they tire forever. Restore the prayers. Restore the light to the hole up in the tower. When you reclaim what is lost, return it here so they may rest. And she pulls her wings around herself. And as she does so, the fire blossoms inward. And then up at the top, as it sprays outwards, almost like an aurora. And as it does so, all the mass that was below vanishes. And the fireplace snuffs out as the light begins to fade against the ceiling. Wipes the sweat off of his brow. They're they're never going to believe this. Uh, he'll just take a look at the coffin and grab Digger's cage and then walk out. Sure. Um, they don't seem to be marked with anything in particular, so you move your way out. And as you do so, you see as Conrad and the others begin stumbling down the stairs. Stumbling? Another successful and uneventful... Just as a turn for progress, come on. Tumble head over head into the resilient sphere. <laughs> It's a good thing your armor reduces all the damage from each hand. Clang, 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 clang. Nobody can hear us chattering. Um, fuck. So I... What's up, Nick? You all right, buddy? You look kind of rough. You look like you saw a ghost. <laughs> that wasn't in character. I apologize. <laughs> we knew. <laughs> You're saying Grimhild is not Gruntilda from Banjo Kazooie? <laughs> There's my entire cannon out of whack. Like, just ruined it straight up. Uh, I'm just going to say straight out. Um, I saw an angel made a fire in that room what? over there. He points what? to the. <laughs> I, I asked if it was Vionia, and then it told me a thing. Uh, tell you. He'll repeat verbatim what it said. What do you uh, want to see if someone's lying? <laughs> you roll me using Zone of Truth. <laughs> Don't waste zone of truth unless it's rich. I mean, you could do zone of truth, but yeah, insight is the thing. 
No, I, I have this sort of thing going on with Nick and Zone of Truth. Yeah, I was going to say, you can't Zone of Truth with him around again. Fucking He's definitely you. lying. You have no fucking clue, but he seems pretty crazy. Like, what the? This is an odd thing to be spouting about. Also, a little sweaty. Like, he's sweaty and he's kind of acting strangely animated. Like, you're not sure what happened to him. Did an old person give you sweets again? Like, I've. Listen, that is a lesson I have already learned. Nick, I I believe you. We've already seen a lot of insane bullshit. I mean, most of it's insane bullshit that we're familiar with. What's the. Was the shadow of the angel? I mean, that, eh, that's a little bit... That's more believable than an angel made of fire? What about my own head under a blanket? You know, it was just a spooky trick. It's a ghost place. Have you ever been to a ghost place? Yes. Yeah, they're spooky. <sighs> Shit. What did what it tell would, you? What would have been lost from this place? It was uh, uh, fill the place with prayer, Return uh, fill the halls with lights, return what was yeah. lost. And let them all rest. Like, it very specific. Like, yeah, you need to do a thing that will k- perma kill all these dudes. I mean, sure. Uh, I don't know what's missing. I <laughs> the tower that uh, she said. So something maybe missing from the. T- Wait, didn't we check the tower? The tower was at the highest peak of the fortress. You didn't go all the way up there. Yeah. Fuck. Um. Hmm. Are you? See, my problem. With this is, how do we know it was an angel? Could something else have gotten in here? Uh, from a metaphysics perspective, you're asking the wrong guy. I mean, it was a question posed to the group. Yeah, he was on the Elgod grounds. He would have seen angels. Gold Knight oh, ones. Conrad? Yeah, you probably you have the, probably the second highest exposure to angels anyone here. How can I help? <laughs> you're going to die early from angel radiation. <laughs> oh man, you're just addicted to all this angel dust. I admit, I don't... Relish the idea of traipsing back up to the top towers to see what's missing. But that's because I've never been a particularly subtle man. Why Nick? What's that supposed to mean? She just looks at you like you know what it's fucking supposed to mean. I don't know. I was like, whoever got the most frustrated with what was going on up there and left first is going to be the one to to see this. It was a, The door was glowing orange under it. Is there any way to see if there's... Do you like... Devils or demons leave residual magic stuff that you could see to at least determine if this is of an angelic origin or I mean, not deceit. Not specifically. Well, I'm asking the magic people, not the GM. Oh, well, this seems like something you'd have experience with, though, is what I'm telling you. Okay. I mean, I don't have, like, detect magic and stuff like that. But I know, but basically the point is that, like, yeah. demons, like, magic doesn't tend to just, like, leave a residue unless it's an enchantment, you know? Mm-hmm. I have to spell magic. I was wondering, like, we don't need to know how it's spelled. We need well, to figure out what it is. What exactly is, is there any trick to it? Like, does it always smell like brimstone if it's devils or something? Or like, devils no. are usually laughing. Is I think the only they like are less thing. subtle. That's true. Grimhild, if it's a spot of desecration, I can sense that. That would be handy. I will do a basic um, divine sense. Sure, what that tells you if you see one of those things, and then if there's consecrated or desecrated ground? Yes. <clears throat> it seems to gaze upon it that it was recently consecrated that hard. He, uh, his mouth falls open for a moment, and he turns back to the others. Nick, I believe you wholeheartedly. What did Nick do this time? <sighs> I didn't do anything! Oh. No, Nick has unfortunately stumbled into something rather unfortunate, as is his wants, but... <laughs> 
I didn't mean anything by it, Nick. I just poor choice of words. What I what happened? I need a drink. I have never seen ground just residually holy like that before. Well, not, I not in a long time. It's time to release these men from their vigil. These potential allies. Well, we check the tower. We see what's we see what like, is lost. We that's that's why we couldn't explain anything to that to that guy upstairs. We don't have any context on any of this yet. You know how we can get it, though, right, Nick? Yes, we can go upstairs. If they if they if they start anything, I, we can show them this or something. But this is important. I agree. And it's not like any of them seemed like they were sort of happy with undeath as you know a mortality extension thing. So it's not like they'll be super hyped to keep on living this taff life they're they've got going on. And so that's, and that's why I trust you to go alone if you feel that is best. Great. Uh, I'll go with you if necessary. I'm, I'm not demanding it, Nick. I that feels like a bad idea. I don't know if the tower is through the chambers of this lord who apparently wants nothing to do with us. So you want me to go up there surreptitiously? Well, let's go as far as we can as a group. I clang when I think. I say we talk to our two friends. Perhaps they'd be open. I, mm. They are open, by the way, Conrad, to you coming back and trying to make contact with Vionia. Well, that's good. You know, well, well, that was well, we see we're doing all right. It appears to <laughs> that situation appears to have resolved itself. Well, then, perhaps that was fortunate enough that we can use that. What you people advantage. seem to think is an unworthy proxy. I was a man of the church once. Remember this. You still Stop. are, <laughs> Conrad. You have that uh, spell that makes it uh, the zone of truth, right? Yes. Would they be convinced by that? You think? I have no reason to think they wouldn't be convinced by us talking to them. So perhaps we should try that first. Also, don't ask how I know this, but uh, if you have a flexible enough mind and a strong enough will, it doesn't matter. See, I was going to make... I, I held my tongue for making a junk about would that work on you, Nick? When well, you just proved it by me not saying Con- it. Conrad opens his mouth about to say something about what the actual weaknesses of the spell are, but instead decides to close his mouth. <laughs> well, I believe, because I've seen this used in trials before, Although supposedly it depends on which legal system we're talking about, uh, that the caster does in fact know if it is being uh, resisted. Hopefully, if you trust me and I say that the person is telling the truth, and they say something in a non-clever way, then yes, you can be assured it's truth. So you have to trust Nick to not say something clever. We can just ask him to not say something clever. I know. I'm just saying he's a smartass. Everyone here is guilty as charged. Nick, I appreciate you. I didn't say I didn't. I didn't say I didn't appreciate him. <laughs> Nick, you are a good Nick. Yeah, yeah. You, you couldn't even couldn't even <laughs> make it halfway through. <laughs> Does someone else have his own truth going? You're a good man. Let's go. I saw you throw a knife through some idiot's neck, so I'm good. <laughs> I, I saw him throw a baseball once, and it blew up a bird. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess we're gonna go talk to them again real quick. Should we gather the troops? Maybe I believe we're mm. missing our sulky wizard. We should get him because we may need him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so fast is what you did. Yeah. Uh, how long has it been since anybody left the keep? Uh, I mean, the amount of time that discussion has been going on and the travel time involved, like you're looking at around 10 minutes or so. Okay. Then uh, I'll say at that point, he's probably walking past the uh, front door of the keep to the south. 
Sure. Um, I presume it got closed again, so I don't think anyone sees you as you trek past the um, beaten dirt and gravel path. Find yourself over by the collapsed uh, debris and wreckage of the fallen wall. I mean, I'd be heading out to look for him because after we finish up the conversation, but yeah, let me know when that happens. Sure. So yeah, you're able to make some progress that direction. Where exactly are you headed? Uh, you said it around behind the spider ballroom. Sure. Um, yeah, you get out there. It's peaceful in the gentle drizzle of rain. Still fog and other things keeping things moist. And you can see the overturned graves there. The earth now stained dark with rain. And he'll start speaking to himself quietly. Missing spirits, stay where you are. I have work for your bodies. And he'll begin animating them. Excellent. What's the cast time on that? Uh, it's about 10 minutes. <laughs> Only 10 of minutes to get a new corner waiting for you. <laughs> so they're just yanking themselves up out of the ground when someone comes upon them. Sure. <laughs> to be fair, it's probably quiet. We probably hear the, the fucking ringing of the bells if he's outside. Well, most of us are inside. Well, I mean, like, look, this door right here is the only thing stopping us from hearing the bell ring. It's a big door. True. Yeah. And I don't know if, you know, the bell is the last part of the spell or... So... Or what? How does the casting start from him? <laughs> Explain what sort of reanimation oh. process he goes into. He probably has his eyes closed for a while, gathering black mana and finding two uh, geists of uh, black mana in the ether and oh that is one thing that's worth noting you don't actually put ghosts into zombies don't you i thought that that's i thought that nope. that's exactly what ghoul calling was ghoul calling is like, you waking up the body and there's body having muscle memory yeah it's like a weird like slightly more than muscle memory like that's that's why it interrupts the blessed sleep you're, you're not yeah. using any random geist you're using their consciousness that's why yeah. things like the soul separator works where you get a zombie and a spirit oh okay no, don't worry, the, the rest was good. So, like, yeah, this might piss off the spirits and that kind of wakes them up a little. Maybe Sometimes, not enough not to make old guys, yeah. but, like... Alright, then, pardon me while I disturb your slumber. You are going okay. to good works. You will avenge the man who killed you. And he'll pull, you know, what little bit of a little bit of consciousness back across the barrier with a black mana and force him back into the, uh, probably the soldier and one other body okay black purplish light begins pouring free scattering down inching across the ground as it sinks below the earth it trickles and flows a simple not even a stream just drops and line as it crawls beneath the ground grimhild how soon are you heading out after that conversation ended immediately i mean the last thing i said was well, where is he? We'll need him. Sure, I just missed that. So, um, yeah. I don't think... Uh, Nick, you did see him walk outside since you went out or even earlier than him. Um, yeah, but Grimbelt can get him on our own. I mean, what, what could he possibly no, be doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're the only so, one with the information of where he is. the only one who knows where he is. No one else knows where he is. Oh, if asked, he'll, yeah, he walked out the front. I don't know. One second, let me roll... Um, we try not <laughs> okay yeah she gets a bad feeling <laughs> do you tell Grove about the bad feeling or do we just haul ass do you just haul ass <laughs> she doesn't haul ass she she she's like I'll fetch him 
in pieces. Starts heading to where she thinks he is. I think a 19 insight roll is safe to say. Sure. Well, maybe not. I don't know. But Go at the very it. least, he might be staring at corpses because he's a creep. So you wander out and at first without having a direct direction, you contemplate for a moment and then uh, and meander about over there. As you start turning the edge, Faustus, you can feel as there is a pulse of the earth and the energy around you. As it sinks below into the ground, seeping down like the same rain that had just stained the soil, but now seeping down into the bodies below. You can feel them begin to stir, ready to awake. They just need a sound. Rise. And with that, in the soft, baleful tone of the bell. Dum, dum. Grimhild, you turn a corner to the sound of a bell impacting slowly, rhythmically. As it does so, you hear the sound of motion in dirt. Things pushing, shifting things. Not quite burrowing, it's slower than that. Does anyone do anything? Um, Grim, Hild, draws a crossbow. And, okay. Uh, I guess her hand axe stabby thing. Okay. You preparing and... them all staying around the corner? No, she's walking out and taking them out. Okay. She just is like Faustus. As you come around the corner and walk towards him, Faustus, you hear your name being said, but at that time, you also see an arm emerge upward from one of the piles of topsoil. And clambering out of it, you can see a man in partial state of dress, missing his face, or sections of it at least, shaky, unsteady, pulling himself free from the dirt. And he will... uh... He'll take a few steps to keep the uh, the zomb- the risen zombies between uh, him and Grimhild. As you circle to the other side of the grave, uh, Grimhild, you can see, is a gray-skinned individual. Shabby clothing, missing pieces. Begins pulling himself free from the dirt, followed by another one. Similarly decayed and desiccated, but pulling themselves out. Shaky, but strong. I have a question. Are zombies naturally violent and do they like chew on people if left to their own devices but by default no like if someone is maintaining them to any sense it is only when they are told to do things if someone made one and just let it go it it would be violent okay but like what if they're not good at it do they sometimes break free it's not really common to do so no because the act of waking one binds it to you in such a sense yeah you do have to read Cast the spell. You do have to maintain hours. it. Yeah. Okay. So if you're if you're a moron, it can backfire. Oh, I knew I shouldn't have hit the snooze button. <laughs> exactly. Like <laughs> it's not always the best thing, but if you are careful to maintain it, the link made between you as you stirred it from its sleep. In this episode, Stitcher Geralt becomes Ghoul Kalagiza. Faustus <laughs> looks at Grimhild approaching and looks down at the zombies. You need to get tokens for them. Luckily, there's a plentiful supply of images for that. I really was hoping that we could kill Mauer before this sort of nonsense would happen. Interpose and block, but do not strike. The two shambling figures shift, rolling shoulders, kind of jerking, almost like poor animatronics, before they lock into place and push themselves together, shoulder to shoulder. 
between the valley of the two of their necks, you can still see Faust's face, Grimhild, but they're doing their best to interpose. Then Grove bites one of us? <laughs> Grove rolls a bite check. <laughs> ah, let's have the dog show up. He's He's got Arcana. Let's, he knows bad shit's happening. <laughs> That's not what Arcana does, goddamn. <laughs> the dog's like, this motherfucker just cast animate dead. I know that. Every other episode, you come up with three new uses for the Arcana skill. <laughs> the I more I can come it. up with eventually, I'll get Nine it right. Nine uses for the Arcana skill. The GM's hated. Yep, that's definitely a zombie. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm filling out the dog sheet, sorry. Yeah, sure. I don't know, you seem rather chummy with the risen dead. Those bound by oaths. Those possessing their souls. These are bound by oaths? No, they're bound by magic. Dark magic. What's that nickname you go by? The monster that kills monsters? Most people don't say that to my face. Are they wrong? No, but I also don't deprive people of the blessed sleep. They aren't awoken. Not truly. No more than a daydream to them. They'll have their sleep again soon. More needs to die. And we need soldiers. And how many of these can you have? If I tax myself, perhaps two dozen. Even a few is still helpful, though. And when Mauer dies? When Mauer dies, I have no more need for them. They can sleep. I'll burn them myself. Well, bury them. Bury or burn. It makes no difference to me. That is also part of my problem with this. What? That makes no difference to you. It seems Mauer does not seem to be your actual objective. What do you mean? Okay, real quick. Out of character moment. I apologize, but I would like to ask if it would make sense for Grimhild to have drawn the obvious conclusion that Faustus is super into death stuff and super sad about his dead wife, that he is aiming to try to bring her back to a semblance of life. Yeah, that seems like a totally reasonable conclusion. Okay. Hell, in this session alone, you can piece that piece together. Jeez. Yes. No, I, I just, I didn't want to tamp, like, I, no, I didn't. We get it. We don't want to meta game. It's you fine. go up, you go up to one of the like oath bound dead, and you're like, "You're so lifelike. How do you work? <laughs> <laughs> Can you still bone down? <laughs> <laughs> Can someone like you love again? <laughs> there are you ways to make one love on the graveyard. <laughs> Can love bloom on the graveyard? <laughs> I just, I would like to test something. I'm going to start. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let's write it back in. Well, I was um, just going to make a joke about ghosts. It's like, it's like it's a pottery wheel. No. Okay. Okay. Um, as you continue speaking over them, you see as the one reanimated individual of the Cathar, even though his armor has been removed from him, he raises up an arm, a large chunk of missing skin and flesh flayed free from it, what little bits clinging to him entirely, but raises up in a defensive posture like a duelist would. Still, neither of them move. The other one just arms at the side. Do you not think, in the time I've been a hunter, I've not seen love-mad fools trying to cheat death? He looks at her with a stony face. Do you know how many men like you I've had to kill because in their selfish insanity, they've put so many others in harm's way? I'm better than them. <laughs> Do you- Every one of them thought the same. They were wrong. See, to you, you think that you're different. 
to me, I just see a pattern. And what, what if you do bring her back? If you yank her from the blessed sleep that she's fought so hard to earn, and she sees you yanking her comrades out of the dirt to do your damned dirty work. She's probably killed more of your ilk than I have. They're more this, common in Ephalia. This world needs her back. It needs her more than it needs me. That is not your decision to make. It's my decision to make if I gain the power to do it. But I don't know. I still don't know if it's possible to bring her back in any form that is worthy of her soul may well be impossible and beyond the can of anybody. But I owe it to her and to everybody else to try. You, you've deified this woman. You don't even love her. You love the idea of her as some kind of savior. She, she was a human. An inquisitor. A good one, perhaps. And just as special as any damned one of us. Have you ever loved Grimhild? More than you'll ever know. And I've lost just as much. If you did, you'd understand too. And I have no She shoots him? <laughs> uh sure, alright. She got um, really mad when he said that. I, I support Grimhild shooting Faustus. <laughs> Go ahead and roll that attack. I, I'm look. not saying that this is going into full on combat, <laughs> but she's shooting him for saying that. Sure. Please say you like shoot him in the foot or something, like you're an asshole. I can't reach this foot. You really can't, so. <laughs> That's fine. Um, it looks like that would be half cover, so plus no, I got this. No, I got this. Don't worry about it. I rolled an 18. I'm just trying to help. She'll take a step forward if she needs to. She won't move more than a step, so if like she has range penalties, that's that's acceptable. So let's see. Um, what is the range in a crossbow? 30 feet. Uh, 30, feet. Crossbow. 30 feet. Oh, so that would be with disadvantage i believe when you're out of range so it would be the 10 okay that's fine um you fire it at him but as you do um the doula zombie steps in the way and you see as it impacts into the side of his arm even though he's mostly skin and you can see as his slack jaw moves to the side with a sudden movement it splinters against the bone a few pieces of it sticking in which crossbow was that <laughs> Uh, it's the regular crossbow. She has not okay. drawn Arcelia's cross on you yet. Oh, the irony, though. It's not ironic. This is coincidental. No, if if she's if she's going to draw it on him, it's going to be on purpose. The death blow. But not for irony's sake, because that's what Arcelia would have wanted. Okay. So, so let's... How does those look a little bit surprised? And... Are you so completely full of yourself that you can't conceive of a world where other people fall in love and don't go mad when the person they love dies? Are you so out of touch and mad with grief that you fail to understand that that's how life is? And yes, maybe it doesn't have to be like that, but it doesn't change by depriving of people of the rest they've earned. The sole purpose of their life is to do what they can and then die and hopefully be left the fuck alone. What you're doing is ignoring whatever she would want because you're too in love with the idea of her to let her rest, to let the world move on and do what it needs to. I was wrong. You did love. You still do. So upstairs, when you said they should be sheep to the slaughter... When you said that fighting was what we were here for, 
And the only just thing to do when you're confronted with a tyrant like Moore, they can't spare a few weeks before their eternal slumber. I would gladly give some of mine. Fighting is for the living. And I know you weren't around for the conversation, but it seems that Vionia is of the same opinion. Why is she not dead then? It's probably not her choice. I think whoever runs this castle is insane. I think that yes, they've lost their cause, but you know full well that if it had been turned to the right purpose, this could have been a great boon for the people of this country, for this world, this fluke of life and death. It was wasted on them. These men choose to continue their duty. You're not giving these a choice. These men didn't choose this. You heard them right up there. Yes, when they turn away, they go back. They were pulled from their slumber. They are quite happy in their duty. They They seem to be happy to you? They must be. They could stop any time. I am the lesser of two evils here, Grimhild. More, you know what they do. People like him, well, vampires like him, they transform people, turn them into slaves forever. I need to borrow the strength of the dead to stop that from happening. You're not borrowing. It's not permanent. If it could be, I wouldn't wish it to be. I'm going to give you one chance to release these warriors. Bindings you've placed upon them. And to never wake the dead again. Ultimatums? Did you deliver the same speech to Conrad? When he became a monster? The second he hurts someone else, or attempts to, I'll put him down. Once we're done with Maurer, then we'll see. If he goes that long without being harmful, then maybe he can just be locked up in a cage for whenever the moon's foolish. If you wish to be returned to slumber, I will release you from my command. Act of your own free will. Sit on the ground if you wish to be released. They don't move. They don't seem to do much of anything. You're not really sure how they follow commands. You know that they do. Everything has told you they would, and they have. But you're not sure exactly how the specifics of it work, and they don't regard that. I understand that their will isn't part of the equation yet, or at least in my understanding. As far as you know, yes. But across the rain-stained grass, the overturned earth, they stand still. Jaws slack, desiccated skin and bones. If any of them ever gives me an indication that they don't wish to be here... They can't. Their will isn't there. You've taken their bodies like puppets while their spirits stir in their slumber. I am exerting no control over them at the moment. If that's true, then they would begin acting autonomously, yes? As far as you know, also. If that were the case, I've seen ghouls freed of their master's control. They certainly don't stand still. So those ghouls that were freed of their master's control, you are so sure that the bulk of their spirit is here, is trapped inside? When released free, what do they do? Do they act on anything more than simple animal instinct? Yes. They have a kind of memory that brings them to places or people, and yet there's a violence to it. Do you believe that violence is them? The people who should be sleeping? You can't have it both ways. You can't claim that they're trapped in there and victims and then claim that they don't take responsibility when they're freed. They're not trapped 
in there, but their spirit cannot rest while their bodies are ambulatory. How is that any different from if they had been alive one more week, trapped, imprisoned, turned into a spawn? Spawn meaning like vampire spawn? Sergeant? Yeah. You've that's the problem. Is what you're doing is the same evil just to a lesser scale. And don't try to pretend that you are better than me. Have you ever imprisoned someone? Have you ever tortured, murdered, betrayed? Yes, I'm not going to pretend that this is anything short of ugly and brutish and nasty, but it's what has to be done. And yes, I would never bring back Arcelia while I did this nastiness. You think this sort of thing leaves you? No, I don't. What are other people doing? Waiting for a stupidly dramatic moment to come around the corner. <laughs> Grove is probably <laughs> grilling Nick over the, the description of angels because I don't think he's ever seen one outside of the funeral. Listen, okay. How, they don't normally look like that. Okay. Please look at the they, statue of the angel outside. Normally look like really pretty lady about twice the size. Uh, that's about the long and short of it. This one, not quite, but obviously there's a thing going on. Just like the whole geist is trapped inside of a body thing that's going on. It's it, Something's not right here. Well, well, clearly, just... <sighs> I have never seen one. You oh, know one funeral. if you saw it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were, the, you, you were there at the funeral, right? Yeah. I... They're not a thing where I'm from. Hell, I thought they were just stories for a while. You hear about them. You hear about a random stranger being plucked off the road, but... Yeah, no... I, like you, you think that until you get up at crack of dawn to train, and there's one standing on the field with you. Uh, they're real. They look like much like the one you saw at the uh, funeral. I think that was different. They're 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 grouped into different sorts, but and that difference is pretty academic. Unless you're a you know, bishop or something. Wish I could talk to one. Do you? Yes. Okay. Something about easy to have faith when you have proof. There's not a lot of faith where I'm from. No proof. <laughs> Seems like a widespread problem, yeah. But they can't be everywhere at once. You can argue about whether their priorities are not uh, in line with your own, but that's their business. I won't. It's not that my entire viewpoint is changing. It's more that there's a new predator in the chain. And I'm wondering why they don't come to my neck of the woods. <laughs> what scares them off? Or is it that they just have better things to do? I mean, I, I assume it has something to do with the... Uh, I guess that what is holy is what's important. I I love my silver-sanded homeland to death, but we are not a holy people. <sighs> not like Conrad. Or I guess like Grimhild or... I don't know about Faustus. He looks and acts like most of the, no offense, Nephalians I've heard about. <sighs> to be fair, they don't show up around this neck of the woods, Grimm's neck of the woods either. Like I said, it's a it's a priorities thing. There are only so many. They can't be everywhere at once. So we got to pick up the slack. You know, Believe oh, me, we- I would have had a really easy job if an angel was flying through all the other tunnels while I was looking for corpse bargainers and vampires. Oh, but yeah, no, I agree. God, 
God, I haven't. Maybe it's a, maybe, maybe it's a uh, maybe it's a protection thing. Like the Stenians and the Falians can handle it. Maybe your people too. Maybe maybe pursuit of holiness as the end goal, you know, weakens you martially, uh, leaves you somewhat defenseless. So you need that. And like I said, there's different sorts, and they care about different things. This is raising a whole lot of questions. I feel uncomfortable raising around Grimhild. I need to buy you a drink. We'll have this at a safer location. One that's not haunted. I was was a Catholic for 10 years, and I still have questions. (laughs) Uh, Conrad probably still has questions. It's it's not... uh, It's either... Perhaps it's not for us to know. I've I've realized that it's certainly not for me to know, and so I don't try to know it. You know? It's hard not to know things when everything tries to kill you. Oh, I hate this sometimes. (laughs) Why am I able to cock so much clearer to you than I can anybody else? You and everybody. Hey. I don't count you. Okay. You're the. He doesn't count the dog. Family. <laughs> oh, God. I'm getting sentimental. Am I drunk? <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. Everyone is. Uh, went to go get Faustus. He probably wandered off somewhere, read his book or something. Been a while. Yeah. Conrad's gone too. And Grim. Well, I think Conrad went to look for Grim. So who was looking for Faustus? Um, and what do we do like? if they're all dead right now? Um, go home. Well, there's half a graph digger's cage in the other room. And I mean, a nice big metal coffin. So that's like one and a half. I mean, I'm cool with it. But like, if they're dead, I'm not going to go near what tried to kill them, considering they are far stronger than I am. Oh, don't worry. We can get rid of whatever it is. Also, if they're dead, they're probably being puppeted. I doubt there's whatever keeping these guys around here is going to pass up a a, a whatever fa- a, a Faustus or an Inquisitor or a Grimhild. That sounds like nice, fresh pickings for whatever's going on here. Yeah. So now if we have two for things to do. Okay. Hmm? I. Uh, it's up to you. I mean, we've got we've got important things to do. If you guys want to go check it out. I can go try to stick up there uh, like Conrad thought I should do. Don't. Never go hunting alone. <laughs> For real. Maybe we should go find Grimheld. She's been pretty, like, level-headed recently. <laughs> With that said... At that point, everybody walks out to go find Grimheld. <laughs> I was hoping for that great smash cut. Uh, Right as she finishes those words, leaving Illyria's mouth, (laughs) the scene cuts over now to Grimhild, hair strewn in the rain. (laughs) And is it still very steady on the crossbow when she's not aiming it, or is it shaking in fury right now? It's steady, but like the grip on it is very tight. Whitening her fingers? Yeah. At this point, Conrad will come around the corner of the ruined spider fireplace. <clears throat> I he see. makes a sound. <laughs> Grimhild spins around and shoots motion. Sorry. Oh, you killed him. You got a double crit. A quadruple then, the secret zo- crit. then the zombies jump her and kill her while she's suspended. <laughs> and the dog wins the, the day. <laughs> dog catches crossbow bolt out of the mouth. Bark, bark, bark. Looks like everything's Everybody be friends. Again. Bark, bark. <laughs> I, I see the situation has degenerated. Faustus, why? We need them. For what? We need soldiers. And I would rather see these put to work. 
then see more living soldiers die fighting Stefan Mar. How many can you make? Two dozen, I think. <sighs> Faustus, Faustus, Faustus. <sighs> Have you ever seen a vampire fight? No. Two dozen zombies is nothing. I don't think two dozen zombies could... Uh, sorry, ghouls. I don't think two dozen ghouls could kill two vampires. What vampire marches without an army of his own? Exactly. But this... These mindless puppets are not how we're going to handle it. I know better than most of us why you do this sort of thing. You've proven you've known how. These men are of no use to you. I may not have been to war, but I do know that even a few seconds might buy me the time I I know that they aren't going to take down more himself, but if they can keep me alive for ten seconds longer... Faustus, they're not going to make it in the door. Do you plan to take on everything yourself? Do you want every bolt, every sword, every spear aimed at you? Of course not. But this isn't the way. Then what is the way? Faustus, I've always thought you to be considering yourself doing the wrong thing for the right reasons. Yes. I need to know you aren't just doing this to prove to yourself that you're in the right. I am doing this because it is the best thing I can do to defeat Strefan Mar. You're guessing. We're no. all guessing. No worse than that. You're assuming. You're assuming what would need to be true for you to be right. I thought you knew the weight of what you were doing, but you're willing to rest the bodies of 24 men and women because they may buy you seconds. Was it different for you, Conrad? Be very careful with what comes out of your mouth, Faustus. He looks at Conrad, but doesn't say anything. You're trying to put us on lower moral ground. That's your defense. I need you to recognize that. No, I don't think I'm better. She's the one who thinks she's better than me. I know that this is ugly, and it's dangerous, and I get that. But so is this whole business. Regarding your accusation, it's mostly correct. But I've never tortured. I'll lie and I'll ambush and I'll murder. But I put things in the ground. I don't dig them back up. What was your opinion about those dug-up graves on the other side of this chapel? Why aren't you up there right now sticking your swords in them and in the lord of this keep? Because it's their will that keeps them here. Because they're not harming the people of Stensia. Because they keep to their place and occasionally they go out and try to do something good. Maybe not as often as they should, but it's their decision. They never even bothered to take those spiders out of their own keep. The spiders ambushing travelers. I think we're getting off topic here. And what about the insane ones who still maintain their will? What of them? They're in their keep. Not anymore. And if anybody else had wandered in, yes. This may be hurtful to the people who are trying to sleep. And I will put them back to sleep as soon as Moore is dead. Faustus. This has never been about concocting an army to fight Mora. Why are you pretending that it is? He has a point, Conrad. A you tool what? is better than no tool. This one is deplorable. I, I... Okay. And I'll not see him depriving good men of their rest. Okay, I like where this is going. That said, if he's hell-bent on these hideous means, I might be more open to him utilizing the bodies of criminals of the most vile sort, as they perhaps haven't earned their rest just yet. And what were you planning on doing with these two? Putting them in the wagon for weeks? Potentially. 
let them rest, Faustus, or it does end here. All right. A ghoul is a ghoul, right? For you? Yes. It makes no difference if they knew how to fight in their life, only that they're physically strong. As far as I'm aware, it makes little difference. One of many reasons why I am not entirely sure that they can even be considered awoken from their sleep, but then wait for until, the sake of argument, yes. Then wait until we come to more estates. I can point out any number of paupers' graves and potters' fields. I will not have you waking the Stensian dead. Those paupers, they're the people I fight for. I apologize, I spoke incorrectly. If you want to make monsters of monsters, that's fine. The church keeps records of those put to death for vile crimes. We can find them, if that is what you need. There is some twisted rightness to that. Then let that be our solace for now. Lie back down in your graves. Now cover yourselves with dirt. <laughs> Bury yourself. Tuck yourself in, read yourself good night, Moon. Rise from your grave. Good night, Silverman. Get back in there. <laughs> okay. Get back in your grave. So, with once again jerking steps like a marionette where the strings are too long, they once again move forward, pushing their desiccated bodies into the earth, the rain pulling up across their sallow and gray skin. But they lower themselves down, pushing into what there is that didn't fill from their struggles. Sleep. Sleep forever. And with that, there's a flash of purplish-black energy as it bursts up from the ground. Not quite a geyser, more like a drop of water falling from great distances as it impacts a pool. As it retaliates back out, it then settles, and there's nothing. Just the sound of rain. And unless anyone had final thoughts they needed for that or anything else, I think that's a good end to the session. Uh, I can was just going to say something along the lines of... Uh... Now that that's done, the hypocrisy you pointed out needs to be put right. Uh, We're putting the fort to sleep. Hmm. Remember, an angel? No, yes. Told our buddy? Yeah. <laughs> the angel talked to you? Not to me. Well, the, <laughs> that, I think that's that, going to that be, that be a little yes. be a joke. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to ruin the tension. Yeah, we're doing that thing. Smash cut to Nick juggling with the, the dagger device he has. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nick, you're when doing you really well. Nick, why didn't you tell me? We were busy. <laughs> Okay, but with that, yeah, we'll call into the session there. Okay. Um, sorry, went so late for a couple of you. Any questions, comments, concerns? Nope. I'm sorry that my character wasn't as cool to it as I thought she would be. I mean, we did discuss that. We, I we think did. you acted perfectly in character. We figured it out in the end. It's okay. Yeah, like there was. I actually really, really like the "well, let's just have criminals be zombies" thing because yeah. that's yeah. like. That's a rationalizing Yeah, you know, it's real well, fucked up, it but it's fucked great, up, great that's rationalizing. Like, that's Grimhild's wheelhouse is like fucked up, like brutal morality. The borderline of fucked up, no, yeah. It's pretty much summed up when you're like, well, let's let the monsters be monsters then. Yeah. <laughs> now like, it's like, is this like lawful evil or chaotic evil? God, I mean, I'm kind of, I had to kind of stretch like the character a little bit to try to make the scenario work too. So I had to argue things that don't really have great rationale necessarily, but are important for <laughs> I mean, he yeah. is basically still real fucked up with grief. So, yeah. I don't know. I think we're doing good. Yeah, I, I think enjoyed it. was a very strong session. Next time on yeah, Dragon sorry. Ball Z. I'm sorry if I pushed points like that you wanted to be a later thing. It's just like those were the things I thought the, the ways I could see this resolving without 
shit going down. Just, just so you know, if I ever try real hard to get within 30 feet, that's when I'm going to be a problem for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, yeah. All was... right, compel fucking do it. <laughs> get over here. What? <laughs> Wait, does, does compel do teleport them to you? No, but it no, means they can't I, leave. I, oh, they can't move away. Yeah. And, and also, and also, I have Misty Step. <laughs> oh, fucking right. right. Jesus. <laughs> Just high there. It's like, oh, nice zombies behind me. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, if that's everything everyone had, uh, we'll call a complete end it there. Catch us next time for whatever these guys end up doing when they're hopefully not killing each other. <laughs> See you later, Internet.